Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Alright guys, welcome back to the Grave Plot Podcast. Member of the Pod Gods Network, that's podgodsnetwork.com. I am Skeletoni. And I am Taylor of Terror. And we want to welcome you back to Octoberama, week three. And this is Week of the Werewolf. Ow! Thank you, Taylor. Wow, for short. Right. I'm wondering what you're going to do next week for your sound effect. Uh, we already recorded it, and I don't remember what I did. I don't think I did anything. I think it was before... Yeah. Before, <laughs> before you I thought started. of it? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's... Yeah, that episode's already recorded, so we just pull back the curtain a little bit. <laughs> oh, well, we've already said it like three times, so... Have we? Yeah. Right. I'm pretty sure you say it every episode. Yeah, because... Just a reminder, guys. Just so you know, recorded. I'm going to be gone. Um, and, yeah, actually, this is my last live episode until I get back. So. Tony's going to be off having sex. <clears throat> sex in different states. It's going to be awesome. Married sex, so it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, this is going to be another full episode. We've got a rundown of horror business for you guys, but... Um, What's up with you? Uh, not a lot. I finally watched American Horror Story this mm, yeah. morning. That premiered premiere. on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, so a week from now, or a week past here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what'd you think? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was definitely a lot of character development. That's kind of what I've come to expect from them. Right. I... Uh, where they go from here is what's really going to be the test for me. Yeah. Um, it seems like every season, the, the first episode always... I'm always kind of like, all right, that was just enough to keep me enticed. Mm-hmm. But then where it goes from there is... Because like the first season just kept going, and I was like, all right, all right, I'm with you. And the second season, I was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it's just, the second season was fucking garbage. Like, I wish that they could just make that disappear and ne- never have ha- had have... Never have had happen that's a lot of haws i know <laughs> is that right i think so fuck <laughs> um yeah and that fucking clown um i don't know if they ever actually said his like he was it was confusing because it seemed like this clown who's supposed to be like this main villain main monster thing mm-hmm. um was barely associated at all with like the main cast it doesn't seem like he is at all as of yet but i think that's going to change is the impression i got yeah i mean i, I imagine it probably will i mean a lot of shows do that um you know uh like let's take another ryan murphy show like nip tuck oh i was gonna say glee no fuck no <laughs> um that's another thing i wish i could just make it have disappeared um but nip tuck it would start out one place at the beginning of the season, but then you you go back or you're like you watch the end of the season, and then if you think back to where the be- where the season started, it's like how the hell did we get here? Yeah. Um, and then uh, another show is a uh, Burn Notice that does that or that did that. It was just like like completely aside from where the season started. So interesting. Uh, I wonder if that's just becoming a trend in television. I wonder if they don't have a set plan. It could be. end is they, when they start the season, they just kind of write the episodes as they go, change them as they see fit. Maybe. I mean, I have to imagine they have, like, a, you know, a storyline that they want to cover in a season. 
because otherwise you might risk. I mean, especially not having a season that continues every season. Yeah. Or a, a storyline, I guess. Is that what I said? You said a season that continues every season? Nope. That's not what I meant. <laughs> I meant a storyline that continues every season. <laughs> I think that's the issue with having an anthology show is that you have to get your story done in one season. Yeah. So. Um, they probably have yeah. a beginning and an end and then just kind of fill in the middle. Probably, yeah. I mean, and have you seen there? There's going to be a spinoff. I saw something about that. I didn't read into it. It's not it. horror. It's a, it's called American Crime Story, mm. and apparently it's going to be like real life crime stories. I guess I don't know, reenacted or something. Because hmm. the first one is O.J. Simpson. Oh, well, that should be fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I wish we could talk about. The Walking Dead premiere, because that's what everyone's going to be talking about by the time this airs, but since we're recording this on Saturday, yeah. it has not aired yet. Yeah, we're recording from the past, so... Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, but we'll have something to talk about when I get back, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that will premiere actually... Tomorrow. By, well, yeah, by the time you've heard this, it will have already premiered, so... Um, anyway... Uh, do you want to do your announcement now, or do you want to wait? Um, I guess we can go ahead and do it now. All right. Uh, as you know, we have been teasing a special Halloween treat, and we are proud to announce that that will be available this weekend. Uh, I'm not quite sure if it's going to be Saturday or Sunday. Most likely probably Sunday, which would be the 19th. Uh, but in either case, make sure you keep your eye on graveplotpodcast.com. And you will see it. And if you follow us on Twitter at Grave underscore Plot or Facebook, GravePlotPodcast.com, you will see an announcement about it. So stay tuned. Right. And it's not dick pics. It is not dick pics. And it is not a drunken cinema. No. Everyone keeps thinking, oh, it's just another drunken cinema. They keep whatever. Yeah. Which, I mean, people like drunken cinema, but it's like they just think that it's just another one of those. It is not. Yeah. I mean, to date, drunken cinema does just seem to be like, are more popular episodes, but um, yeah, not drunken cinema. It's going to be something completely new and fresh that we haven't done before. Uh, so, I mean, I you, you kind of showed me what you were working on today, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's coming out pretty good. So, I'm excited for it to go live. Me too. So, all right. Well, that's enough of our bullshit. Horror business. Two horror business. Okay, so has, as has become kind of a more recent tradition for the Grave Flat Podcast, we start out horror business with a little bit of real-life horror news. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've only got one. We've usually... No, I guess we've got, we've got a couple. Yeah. yeah. Um, but start off with, uh, there's a man in Australia who decided that he was going to... He was going to kill, dismember... And then cook his girlfriend on the stovetop. With some faba beans and a nice Chianti. Um, So the neighbors of Marcus Volk uh, started to notice a really just pungent smell (laughs) coming from his apartment. Is someone cooking human flesh? (laughs) Uh, Just a really strong, just 
sickening odor uh, coming from this guy's apartment. So police came to investigate, and they discovered that he, like I mentioned, had dismembered her and started boiling body pieces in a pot on the stove. Uh, and I believe the rest of her body parts were in the garbage outside, just rotting. And, you know, Australia, pretty sure it's, like, hot all year all year long. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, that was just going to be foul after a couple days. Um, his neighbor um, told the Australian Broadcast Corporation that the smell was getting gradually worse. And on Saturday, when I came out for a walk, it made, made my eyes water. It's like, you know, I wanted to be sick. It was somebody had put out. It was like somebody had put out dog food or red meat and just left it out for a few days. Um, nobody really knows why he did it. Uh, there hasn't been a motive established, um, but it could be that he was slightly unbalanced. And <laughs> you think? <laughs> well, maybe could be for, for starters. Um, also, his girlfriend was actually a uh, transgender woman uh, and a ses- sexual escort. So I wonder if he was actually. If, if this was actually his girlfriend, uh, maybe he didn't know she was transsexual. How do you? Maybe well, they, they hadn't gotten that far yet, and she pulled off her pants, and he went, "What is that? <laughs> That's my hang down. That's it. I am going to eat it. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, what? <laughs> that, that sounds like what he did. So I don't know. Um, yeah. So." This is fucked up. I mean, very... Yeah, like, who boils other people, right? Like, you put them in the stove. Right. I mean, you gotta get Everyone some... Everyone knows that. You gotta get some flavor, unless you're making you, a broth. Or you throw them on the barbecue, mm. with, like, a nice marinade. Throw them on the barbie. Yeah. Because Australian. Got it. Nailed it. Boom. Um, uh, yeah. Fucking psychos in Australia, apparently. Uh, I was gonna make a joke about the history of Australia, but <laughs> what about it? Well, now I have to tell the joke yeah. that Australia was founded as kind of a British prison. <laughs> oh, so. sex criminal boat. Hmm? Sex criminal boat. Sex criminal boat. Yeah. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, yeah, really weird shit. Um, cannibals man fucking hate him right fucking a alright let's press on I'm still trying to shake off the pain from the lessons I've learned and if I see Van Helsing I swear to the lord I will slay him ah 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 he'd take you from me but I swear I won't so, let him so in our second soul. real life story um turkey really fucked us over by not doing this two weeks ago (laughs) when we were doing Week of the Vampire. But you may remember that uh, got a while ago we talked about how they thought they found Dracula's tomb. Right. Well, now apparently they found his dungeon. Right. Uh, This is looking like it's actually the dungeon when when he was captured uh, by the Ottomans. uh, He was actually kept... Well, they believe that he was actually kept in this dungeon uh, for, you know, however many years in the early 15th century. Take it away, Taylor. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, it was found in northern Turkey. 
they uh, they found Tokat Castle, which they believed was the dungeon of Prince Vlad the Third, the inspiration for Bram Stoker's Dracula. For twelve years, uh, the dungeon was found when secret tunnels were revealed during a restoration project. The castle is surrounded by secret tunnels. Archaeologist Ibrahim Chaitin states. I apologize if I mispronounce your name. It's got one of them weird little C's. I think that makes it a ch sound, I think. I thought it was a, like an S sound. Or like a s. I, I don't it might be, might be Satine. Because I think that's a French uh, character. So well, I, I know Turks also do that, and I think oh, do they? Uh, like Bosnians also do that. So. Oh, well, I don't know. I know in, in, in French, I believe it's a like an S sound, but well, I don't know. Anyways, I'm a dumb American. Ibrahim, mm-hmm. he continued. It is very mysterious. It is hard to estimate in which room Dracula was kept, but he was around here. He's around here somewhere. <laughs> well, you know, one of these, just a vague gesture. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, this is mildly interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's kind of the continuing saga of. Dracul. Yeah. Um, obviously, I mean, aside from the the lore, uh, yeah, Prince Vlad was a interesting individual. He was a dick. He was a dick. Um, but he was an impaler. Hence the name. That's what they called him. It's not well. Keep kicking your dog in the face. Stop it! She doesn't <laughs> like that. But she doesn't seem to care. Um, yeah, yeah, Impaler, Dungeon, Turkey, done. Fucking Dracula. drop the mic. <laughs> so on. The subject of Dracula. Uh, we've got Dracula Untold coming out. It's not Is it out already? I believe it came out last week. Okay, so yeah, we've got uh, Dracula Untold. Uh, looks like it's not, as far as reviews, it's not doing that great. But, I don't know. I was actually talking to my brother about it the other day. It sounds... It, the concept looks cool. And I am interested in it, even though it kind of looks a little dumb. <laughs> um... I it's it's got to be one of those things where I just I got to see it for myself, you know. Yeah. Um but uh the producer Alyssa Phillips has very very strongly hinted um and maybe even directly suggested that this is actually going to be the start of a Universal Monsters universe. Um the rebooted or revamped one. So are they going to reboot Wolfman again? I don't know. And you know, it's like you've got this, but then, like, not long before this, you have, like you said, The Wolfman, and you've got I, Frankenstein, which was a universal movie. Mm, that's true. So it's like, I mean, and it's not like that was a different Frankenstein's monster. That was actually Frankenstein's monster yeah. from the story. So it's like, are you just going to redo that too? I don't know. It seems silly to keep just re- rebooting everything but I mean you know everyone else is doing it why not them I was going to say it's kind of story of the 
the business right now. All right. Uh, Phillips was quoted as saying, uh, Dracula Untold is part of the monster, re- monster launch, the revamp. Yeah, I was really excited to be part of that. When we started out, we weren't, but then we found out that they were going to do it, working with Alex Kurtzman and Chris Morgan, who are very much a part of creating the Mummy reboot and other ones. It's been fun to be a part of that. So, I mean, to even kind of further perpetuate this theory and, and belief is that they were done with the film, and I believe they're going into post-production, but then they started doing a bunch of reshoots. And people seem to believe that that was to uh, adapt this into being open for a, kind of a wide um, Universal Monsters universe. Um, how that's going to work, I don't know. So is there going to be crossover? I don't know, because there wasn't a whole lot of crossover in the original. No, not, I don't think there was any. Uh, there was... If you if you can consider this part of the Universal Monsters universe, like the original one, there was Abbott and Costello meet... Uh, Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yeah. And the Wolfman, I think. I See, I, I didn't consider those to be part of the... But it's the... I mean, it was actually um, Bela Lugosi... Yeah, well, I guess it is then. And I think so does this mean we're finally going to see a reboot of The Creature from the Black Lagoon? It kind of sounds like it. I mean, you know, w- when you think of the Universal Monsters universe, you just think Dracula, um, Frankenstein, Wolfman, and that's more or less it. The mummy to a lesser extent. Yeah, um, but it's actually pretty extensive. I mean, as far as the the kind of the classic monster movies that Universal put out, I mean, there is Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, the Mummy, but I mean, then you've got characters like Creature from the Black Lagoon and the Invisible Man and the Phantom of the Opera. So I mean, it has potential to be pretty expansive. I mean, I actually was reading a story about this that kind of uh, explained it as like a Universal Monsters superhero type thing to where it's not just like the typical kind of gothic horror characters like that we're used to it could be more obviously not directly superhero but more actiony and you know more 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 going on that makes it more of an action movie not just straight horror so interesting yeah i mean i I, i'm interested to see where this goes um of course that's going to be greatly decided by what I think of Dracula Untold whenever I do end up seeing it. Right. Um, actually, is it on our schedule? No. No, it's not? I think I had I, wanted to. I just couldn't find a place for it, at least not anywhere, anytime soon. Um, so, yeah. I, what, what's your thoughts on Dracula Untold, if you have any? Um, well, I mean, I think we discussed it before, and I said it... Th- it kind of looks like the first half is like 300. Yeah. It's like this very like war movie. And then he kind of turns into Dracula halfway through it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, but it doesn't look like it ever really gets to that kind of Bram Stoker's Dracula feel where yeah. he's just feasting on people and stuff. So I don't know. It's, it's definitely more action oriented than the older versions. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I like that. The, the take that it takes <laughs> on on the story. Um, I mean, anybody that's read Dracula, obviously it picks up um, in the 1800s, you know, 
um, with the whole Jonathan Harker story. But this takes it back to, and the only time it's really been explored on film was in Bram Stoker's Dracula with you know, Gary Oldman and uh, Anthony Hopkins, the, kind of the origin of Dracula. Uh, and it shows that he essentially makes a pact with the devil for, for all intents and purposes. Um, and that kind of brings him back as kind of a creature of the night, but it doesn't really delve into it. This seems like it really goes into that origin. I mean, they've got some kind of monster creature that uh, is played by uh, uh, Charles Dance, who only two movies immediately come to mind as he was in um, Last Action Hero and he was in Aliens 3. Wasn't he in Patrick? Yes, yes. Yeah, he played the Doctor. Um, so he plays kind of like this creature that basically create, you know, gives Dracula his powers. So. You know who he reminds me of? Huh? The landlord from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> Markula? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, so this could be cool. Um, it could be shit. It could be shit. There is a high likelihood that it could be shit. I mean, considering that nobody liked Wolfman. I liked it, but nobody else seemed to. Uh, and nobody liked I, Frankenstein. So... <laughs> And it's it's like I said. Maybe that's why the why they're like, okay, now yeah. this this one is the one. Like, yeah, none of that 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 was all just that didn't count. Pra- yeah, that's, <laughs> that was practice. Uh, this is the real one here. Uh, but they definitely put a lot. They, I mean, you could tell they put a lot of money behind this. They're putting their dicks on the table. Yeah, and the butcher knife is ready to drop. Yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Dracula Untold opened on the tenth. Go ahead and see it. Um, the Mummy, which is another... I believe we talked about this before. Yeah, it's not the Brendan Fraser one. No. It's, it has no affiliation. And actually very little affiliation with the original Mummy story either. I mean... It actually is a rage virus. <laughs> no, this one, is, this Mummy reboot is actually going to take place in modern day. Um, so how does that tie in with Dracula? I don't know. I'm over this already. I imagine it's going to seem very confusing until we actually see it. At which time, it may still be confusing. Who the fuck knows? So that's that's next, is the mummy? Yeah, that's going to be on June 24th, 2016. Um, So look out for those. And you know the deal. If you've seen Dracula Untold, let us know. Let us know how it is. Send us an email. Send us a tweet. Send us a voicemail. Do something. Yeah, but don't be a dick and spoil it. Yeah, don't do that. We won't. We won't air it if you if you spoil it. Yeah, and I'll be pissed off because I would have heard it. So in a new reoccurring segment that we're dubbing, are we making that, really? <laughs> you might remember last episode, it started with, I know what you did last summer. Right. Uh, now, the new one is, uh, I am legend. Yeah. And 
tr- truth be told, this movie's been re- remade several times. But then we also remember this the absolute shit show that was I Am Legend with Will Smith. Uh, and that was a fucking disaster. Did you see that? I did not. Ugh. I saw the preview and I went, well, that looks terrible. Yeah. And then other people saw it and I was like, how is it? And they're like, it's terrible. And I went, oh, yeah, I thought it might be. <laughs> um. The fact that it was uh, vampires kind of drew me in. I think that's probably why I saw it. I don't think I paid for it. I think I, like I think my dad rented it or something, and I saw it when he did that. Um, so I never gave my money to this movie. Well, thank God for that. Right. Um, but the story is actually from a book. Right. Um, and it's not a bad book. Uh George Romero also took a lot of inspiration from the book for Night of the Living Dead. Which I found interesting, because I, I didn't gather that at all. Yeah, it, you wouldn't really guess it from watching it, but yeah. he, he, he has been quoted as saying as such. Well, all right. Um, anyway, so yeah, the Warner Brothers is actually getting ready another reboot of I Am Legend. Um, and, you know, they have the opportunity to follow closely to the book um, which might actually produce a good movie but with this they actually hired or they had a, a first time screenwriter, screenwriter Gary Graham um, who wrote a script called uh, A Garden at the End of the World uh, which was described as a sci-fi take on the classic John Wayne Western The Searchers um, and apparently Warner Brothers decided to buy the rights to the script and then tell Gary Graham to go back and rewrite it so that it could be adapted into I Am Legend. God damn it! <laughs> uh, it's like, hey, we own the rights to this, so make it be this. Right. Like, I, I know that we fucking talk about Adam Green a lot on this podcast, but <clears throat> I'm going to talk about him again. going to suck his dick again. He... he told a story about how he was trying to sell this script and uh, whatever studio was like, well, we own the rights to Rosemary's Baby, so we're going to call it Rosemary's Baby. And he was like, there's no baby in it. Right. And they were like, yeah, it doesn't matter. <sighs> what the actual fuck? Like, God yeah, I, these studios fuck- are the fucking worst. I swear to God. Yeah, they're like asshole rich kids that need to have their toys taken away. Yeah, <laughs> they really are. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think a biggest issue with I Am Legend was Will Smith. Thank Makes you. sense. Yeah, because he's a fucking hack. Um. I mean, it seems like the only time he can get a role nowadays is when he bites the rights to something, so fuck him. And, and then whole... he shoehorns his stupid, ugly kids into it. Yeah. Yeah, they destroyed two, count them, two classic movies by fucking, no, I guess, no, I take that back, just one. I was going to say, what was the second one? Uh, it was supposed to be Annie, but I think his kid actually didn't want to be in it if i'm remembering that right oh really yeah i think he he bought the rights to annie 
was going to stick his dumb little kid in there to, to promote her singing career. To whip her her back and forth? Yeah. Um, but I think she just she didn't want to do it or something. Good. Yeah. Not like it stopped them from making a no. Black Annie movie, but... Yeah. <laughs> what if they'd called it Black Annie? <laughs> <laughs> That would have been awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Not because of the racism, but just the reaction of people <laughs> would have been fucking hilarious. Like, that sounds like the name of a horror movie. And then people would be like, wait, it's just Annie with a black girl? <laughs> you can't call it Black Annie. <laughs> what about Blanny? <laughs> Is that acceptable? If we combine the words? We'll even change the character's name to Blanny. <laughs> That's not a name. You can't. <laughs> That's not a thing. Um, fuck. We've been spending so much time on this. Anyway. I'm fucking um, Blanny. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it doesn't look like there's any set date for this yet. Uh, I believe it's currently in the works. But... Uh, I don't have a lot of hope for this. Do you know Do you know what Graham was doing when he wrote the script? Working at a grocery store? Close. Oh. Working at an Apple store. Oh. <laughs> Rags to riches, baby. <laughs> um, should also mention that apparently Warner Brothers has been trying to get a sequel to the Will Smith movie up off the ground for like basically ever since the first movie came out well thank god that didn't happen yeah i mean you know i'm gonna just forego our whole moratorium thing uh because this movie shit nobody should see it anyway uh but i mean will smith fucking dies in the end um so how do you make and a sequel the last man on earth yeah, well i believe so Presumably, yeah Presumably, yeah well i mean because he at the end of the movie there's a he make he creates a cure for the for the vampirism disease, and he actually kills himself, releasing it. So it's like he's dead. Presumably, there's a cure that's been released out into the world. So what are they? What are they continuing? <laughs> Maybe there's just like a handful of people that get cured, and they use up the cure, and then now they're under attack. Well, if I remember right, the cure is, like, contagious. Maybe this is why the sequel never happened. Right, because they fucking wrote themselves into a corner. Yeah, they were like, hey, everyone, can you write a script? And they're like, no. Yeah, you gave us nowhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine in, like, Warner Brothers, like, uh, in the in the production office, people are just like, okay, so that movie... Just forget that that happened right from this point. <laughs> um, anyway. I don't know. Hope, hopefully this movie's better. I don't count on it, but... It, you know, this guy's a first-time screenwriter, and, you know, obviously we've heard several times before that you have to just bend over and take it when, when a studio wants to buy your script. And they say, well, can you do these rewrites? It doesn't typically work to your favor to say, no, this is what I wrote. You take it or leave it. Um, it's artistic integrity or money. There, there's no way to have both. Yeah. So 
obviously he didn't have the artistic integrity. He took the money. He took the money. Which, you know, good for him. Hey, if you fucking get paid, son. Yeah. Get that money. Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> um, Hashtag. But for him to just retool his his work, especially his first time work. Uh, whatever. Anyway, too much time on this story. Let's move on. So in another story that would have been nice to have last week. <laughs> yeah, now moving on to last episode, which is Week of the Zombie. <laughs> um, it, we mentioned before that uh, Walking Dead is... I need yeah. more beer. Okay. Walking Dead has a spinoff that's being, you know, sounds like it's being rushed into development a little bit. Um, but they they started casting. And now we've got actually a list of what sounds like probably the main characters in the show. Um got Sean Cabrera is a Latino male in his early 40s a good man trying to do right by everyone in his life then uh, his Sean's son uh, Cody Cabrera uh, he's whip smart and rebellious you don't say (laughs) he's a he's a rebellious teenager when have we seen that that's so new and fresh fucking Cody um, no one is. That's going to be the new hashtag. Instead of fucking Carl, it's going to be fucking Cody. Uh, known as the angriest kid in town, so that should be exciting. Then there is Nancy Tompkins, which that name sounds familiar. Because it sounds like Nancy Thompson? That's probably what it is, yeah. <laughs> A 30-something single mom to two kids, Nancy looks like the girl next door, but there's an edge to her. Ooh. Ooh. Provocative. Dirty. <laughs> um... There's Nick Tompkins, who is Nancy's screwed-up teenage son. Do they just see every teenager as fucked up in some way? <laughs> well, aren't they? Are they? Aren't they? I mean, I, I will be the first to admit that I hate teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> um, because most of them are complete assholes. But is every teenager just some fuckhead? Every single one of them? Well, Cody is whip-smart. <laughs> right. What does that even mean? Smart as a whip. I, it's He's as smart as an inanimate object. <laughs> um, he's too old to stay home, too scared to flee. Ashley Tompkins, Nancy's mostly level-headed teenage daughter. See, there we go. Yeah, well, of course, it's the, it's the girl, which is bullshit. <laughs> they, they, she'd be all, like, full of hormones, and... She'd just be like, I hate this. I hate you. I'm leaving. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Call my boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, her ambition is in direct proportion to her older brother's failures. She loves her mom, but it's time to get out of Dodge. So they're uh, Bart and Lisa Simpson. <laughs> I guess. Tell yeah. me I'm wrong. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. Uh, there's Andrea Chapman. Andrea! Why? Uh, a somewhat wilted flower child, uh, 40-something Andrea. <laughs> yep, another Andrea. Uh, has retreated to the outskirts of the city to recover a, after a horrible marriage. I know that feel, bro. Uh, yeah, and so... So we've got two teenage boys, 
one teenage girl, two middle-aged women, one middle-aged man. Things are gonna get sexy. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> when you're reading that off, I'm just like, gangbang? <laughs> and you got, uh, you got Latinos in this one. Not a whole lot of Latinos in the, in the original Walking Dead. Were there any? I, I feel like there was one at the beginning. But I, think you I don't think so. I'm pretty sure there was. I think. I, fuck, I can't remember. Again, the original group. Yeah. He died pretty early on. <sighs> oh yes. Yeah. No, he didn't die. He had a family. It was him and his wife, and I think they had one or two kids, and they stayed behind when they left the campground. They were like, "We're going to go somewhere else and do whatever." And they, I mean, they probably died, but they never showed it. <laughs> Huh, okay, well, I don't remember that, but I uh, I believe you. Um, yeah, and so, so instead of, you know, you've got bitchy little Carl. Um, fucking Carl. Fucking Carl. Uh, you know, kind of growing into being a... I hope he gets fucking eaten this season. That'd be nice. Not even by zombies, by fucking Terminus. You know, I hope... I th- <laughs> Just to add insult to injury. Yeah. <coughs> I hope, um, I hope that he gets eaten by someone at Terminus, and then that guy gets eaten by a zombie. And the zombie's like, mmm, Carl fed. <laughs> um, yeah, so instead of watching piece of shit fuckhead Carl, like, kind of grow up to oh, be... look at my stupid hat. <laughs> instead of watching him grow up to be kind of an asshole, or just a total asshole, you've and already got... a giant can of pudding <laughs> in one fucking sitting. Fat. <laughs> um... He now this time you've actually got teenagers that are already assholes, so this will be interesting to see just right off the bat, just them dealing with hormones and bitching. And I'm sure the two teenage boys are gonna no, at least you know just one of the teenage boys is probably gonna bang the, the teenage daughter just because that's what teenagers do. Yeah, the other one's her brother, so I hope. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> I had to, yeah, I had to catch myself on that one. Of course, you know, in an apocalypse. Any port in a storm. <laughs> um, That's probably enough. We should probably end on the whole <laughs> sister fucking. Yeah, there's really nowhere to go <laughs> beyond that. of The Walking Dead. Uh, as we mentioned, by the time this airs, Season 5 premiere will have aired. Uh, as of the recording, it has not. But the show has already been picked up for a Season 6. Yeah. Which is good for what's-his-name who wants it to last fucking 14 years or whatever. Yeah. Which, I don't know. It's having a lot of confidence in, in the show. I mean... Saying saying something like, oh, I want the show to last for 12, 14, however many years, um, you know, that's, it, it's like, it's okay to dream, bro. <laughs> but, I mean, picking up the show before the previous season has even aired. Yeah, actually putting your money where your mouth is. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of confidence. I mean, yeah, at this point, this show is actually number one among uh, the 1849 gra- uh, demographic. See, I feel like season five would have to seriously shit the bed for them not to pick up a season six. Sure, but I mean, I was actually talking this because talk- even if this season is bad, you're going to want to end it somehow. 
Yeah. So I can like even if the season is bad, I could still see them picking up a season six just to either tell them you know pick it up or this is your swan song. Sure. Um, I could just. As I was talking about this with my dad, and it's like eventually it's going to come to a point where this horror bubble that's been building is just going to pop, and horror is going to go back down into kind of a underground um, genre. And so to build up this popularity, and eventually it's going to come to a point where people just aren't interested in zombies anymore. It's and, true. And then you're just going to be stuck with a show that's that costs a lot. <laughs> Yeah. And um, you're going to be stuck with it. I mean, they could just up and cancel it. But they I mean, could. But this kind of show, you, you don't just do that. I mean, if it's a show that just fails, like in the first couple episodes, then you just cancel it and nobody even notices. But something that's been running for what will be five years, you don't just up and pull it off the, the lineup, you know? Yeah, especially when you just ordered a companion series for Right, it. that too. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm not saying that's going to come anytime soon, but it'll happen eventually. Um, hopefully they're a little ahead of the curve and they, like, end it before then. Yeah. Or before the characters get stale, you know. I, they, like, once the series is over, there's no way anyone lives, right? Like, that's the only way to end this show. You'd think. I mean, because even though, you know, Rick, he's like the, the pinnacle of just manliness and... And being a badass, you know, just it's like the the epitome of a leader. Um, but even he's he's, he's got to die sometime. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's still going in the comics, but yeah, to believe that somebody could survive this long, or, or, you know, I mean, although he is better off in the show than he is in the comics. True. Um, Which is all I'll say because I don't, I don't know if the shows go in that direction, so I don't want to spoil anything. I have to assume it will eventually. I've seen clips from season... Or not... Yeah. Uh, not clips, but the photos from season five that seem to elude that that might be the case. Mm. But it also could just be people reading too much into things. So Could be. People tend to do that. Yeah. And just want to apologize for the what sounds like a little bit of radio in the background. Uh, one of our cables is picking up a radio station, but... We're not going to fix it this time, because last time it sounded like shit. So, <clears throat> we're just going to deal with it. Um, and you get to listen to a little bit of our fine Seattle radio. <laughs> um, it's a ghost in the cable. <clears throat> All right. Um, anything else to say about this? Nope. All right. something fun is it nope i hope carlos is listening <laughs> uh so we've got uve bowl who is just the worst director on the planet i think i'd rather watch uh an ed wood movie and not for like the you know the the sarcasm and just it's like oh yeah this is the worst movie ever made i would like just like genuinely like to sit down and watch an ed wood movie Rather than an Uwe Boll movie. Uh, pretty much any of them. All right. How do you feel? 
Um, I, I, I don't think he should work in Hollywood at all. <laughs> um, Someone should just take away his union card and just like smack him on the nose with a newspaper and just say, no, <laughs> that's bad. Um, you may remember Uwe Boll directed the uh, uh, Abomination. Is that a good word? It's close enough. All right. Uh, known as House of the Dead. I think that word will work in a pinch. Yeah, and uh, he's apparently returning to the zombie genre with a movie called Anger of the Dead. Right. I'm going to go ahead and say this now. Can we stop with the of the dead? Like, unless you're George Romero, just knock it off. But how else are you going to imply zombies, bro? The fucking trailer? <laughs> but, you know, zombies... Dead. No, I get it, bro. <laughs> this uh, is uh, thankfully coming direct to video, which means that you won't have to hear about it a lot. Yeah, this is hopefully the last time we'll ever talk about it. Yeah, um, it's going to follow the story of Alice. You know, like Resident Evil. Yeah, I was, was going to say let that soak in for a second. <laughs> um, a pregnant woman and her struggle in a world ravaged by a rabies virus. Clever. That turns people into hungry animals, or cannibals. Uh, together with two other men, Alice will try to reach an island where the epidemic has not spread. We'll be... <laughs> oh, yeah, gangbang. Because, you know, if she's already pregnant, she can't get pregnant again. Chinese finger trap. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, pregnant <clears throat> chicks, they put out. <laughs> that was awful. I shouldn't have said that. I've heard pregnancy makes you incredibly horny. I've heard that too. Anyways, together with two other men, Alice will try to reach an island where the epidemic has not spread, a.k.a. the end of the remake of Dawn of the Dead. Right. Yes, it's been ten years, so fuck you. And we all know that that didn't work out too well for them. Yep. We all know what happened when they got there. Disturbed started playing. Yeah, um, and just uh, uh, a little bit of a Grave Plot podcast exclusive on this story. Uh, this will be awful. I have heard that. This is going to be absolutely fucking terrible, and you can take that to the bank. Yep, this will, uh, like we said, this is coming direct to video early next year. So, Carlos, watch this and send us a review and let us know how bad it is. <laughs> Carlos is our designated Uwe Boll reviewer. <laughs> Whenever we don't want to watch an Uwe Boll movie, we just assign it to him. It's like, hey, Carlos, yo, get on this. Um, so more on zombies, uh, particularly zombie comedy. Zombity? Zombity, yep. Uh, Zomcom. Sounds like, uh, sound like Porky Pig. Zombity, zombity, zombity. That's all, folks. <laughs> Ah, fuck. Um, we're apparently Sony is working on Zombieland Two, which is not necessary. Whatever happened to the TV show? I don't know. It was supposed to be on Amazon it w- Studios and it was. or whatever. It was. Yeah, it did come out. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna do any more. I didn't know it ever came out. Like last I heard, it was like 
being worked on or whatever. And that was the last I heard of it. So. Yeah. I mean, I had, uh, God, I think the combination between me and my wife just piggybacking uh, free months of Amazon Prime. <laughs> we, I mean, we had instant video for two, three months. Um, and not once did I even bother to watch that show. So, I mean, I, I just didn't enjoy the movie enough to even be interested. See, I like the movie for what it is. Yeah. I just can't take it seriously as a zombie movie, which I don't think is exactly the point, but yeah, I just, you know, running zombies and meh, meh, meh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, these are actually... They're more like rage zombies. They're not actual zombie zombies. Well, it's it's a uh, mutation of mad cow, right? But they don't kill the zombies, or they don't, they don't kill people, or it doesn't. God damn it! It doesn't kill people. It just turns them into right because they're not reanimated. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah, Sony is uh, working on part two. Um, Dave Callahan is on to write under the supervision of Ruben Fleischer, who is the writer and director of the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ruben Fleischer will return to direct. No word yet on if any of the cast is returning. Yeah. Uh, They're all, well, maybe not Woody Harrelson, but most of them are much bigger stars now than they were then. Yeah, they've moved on a bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to take a step back into... Z- I would say especially Emma Stone. Yeah. Like, this was fairly early in her career, and now she's Gwen Stacy, you know, so she's she's blowing up right now. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she's going to be in any more Spider-Man movies. <sighs> that was such a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you want me to say? It's the worst kept secret in Hollywood. It really is. Everybody knows that Gwen Stacy dies. They're what? Dead. No, just kidding. She I died. She died the exact same way in the comics. So I mean, anybody who doesn't know that? Fuck you. It's stupid and doesn't pay attention. Yeah, and who hasn't seen Amazing Spider-Man two? I don't know people. <laughs> um. Anyway, so she's not. I don't. I don't know that she's doing anything immediately. Doesn't have any plans for Amazing Spider-Man three, right? <laughs> um, Which isn't coming out until like twenty twenty, anyways, because they're doing Sinister Six next, and then I think they're doing Venom after that. So, right? Uh, yeah, and uh, Avi Arad, I think he is involved with those. I don't know who that is. He directed um, the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Nope, that was Mark Webb. Oh wait, you know what? That was the producer. In a way, he's more important. <laughs> Anyways, Zombieland. <laughs> right. We're not talking. This is not the Amazing Spider. But cast. I mean, uh, uh, um, what's his what's his fucking face? Um, Jesse Eisenberg. Thank you. He's you know playing Lex Luthor for some fucking reason. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. So he's he's going to be busy for a while. Um, Abigail Breslin. I mean, I Abigail guess. Breslin is playing a zombie in Maggie. Right. Um, so she might be available. <laughs> potentially. Um, I don't know. That's, uh, I mean, and spoiler alert, everybody survived at the end. So, well, except for one, Bill Murray. 
Oh. <laughs> oh. Fucking Bill Murray. I wish he would make a fucking zombie cameo. That'd be rad. Like, as an actual zombie. Take it. I wish he would do a cameo as an actual zombie. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be good. That would be pretty sweet. Um, um, and Woody Harrelson, the last thing he did was True Detective. Right, and that's an anthology That's an show, anthology, so, so he's not going to be in it anymore. Uh, but I don't know. This could be... I, I don't anticipate that it'll be better than the first one. I definitely don't think it'll be better. I, I think it might be as good. Yeah, I think that's the best they can hope for. Yeah, or you know, more, more likely worse and like they shouldn't make it if if they don't get the original cast i don't see a point yeah because otherwise you're just going to be remaking the same movie with a new cast right it's just going to be like a new group of four people traveling across the country trying to find something yeah it's just going to be like a spin-off of a popular zombie franchise with a bunch of different people that's really not necessary yeah see what i did there yeah <laughs> um so, uh, yeah, that's, that's in pre-production or what? Or they're just, it's just a good idea right now. Or it's just an idea right now. Uh, that's actually like, I mean, that's... It's in the scripting phase, sounds like. Well, Sony is actually putting kind of a... a, a fast track? Fast track on this, yeah. So it could probably come out sooner than we think. Um, but we're not really... Sh- I'm not really sure yet, so... But we'll keep tabs on it and let you know when we hear more. zombies you say more zombies okay lots of zombies so we've talked before about dead rising being adapted for a movie for crackle of all things um because why not it it now has a subtitle as well as a cast mm-hmm. the movie will be called dead rising watchtower which is interesting i guess not what i would have gone with doesn't make any st- it doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, I we don't really know that. We'd have to see the movie to know if it makes any sense. But but we know what the story's about. Yeah, that's true. I mean, does it have anything to do with the Watchtower? Uh, not to my knowledge. Well, there you go. Already off to a bad start. All right. So uh, <laughs> the cast will include Jesse Metcalf, who you may know from Desperate Housewives or Dallas. I know him from neither. Nor I. I don't know him from anything. Nope. Uh, Megan Ori from Once Upon a Time. You watch that show, right? Yeah. Who does she play? She plays Little Red Riding Hood. And she is fine. Yeah? Yeah. I've seen a handful of episodes because my girlfriend watches it, but I don't recall seeing Little Red Riding Hood, so. Yeah, she, like when the show first started, you know, because they both got, or like all the characters, they've got these two different personalities. One. Right, yeah. In, the, in Shadow Forest and then one in the real world. Little Red Riding Hood was like this total sleaze, like skank. Wait, isn't she like a waitress? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's a waitress at Granny's Diner. Right. Uh, and she just, just like short shorts and like tied up shirts and stuff. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Virginia Madsen, which mm-hmm. our fans would know from Candyman. Candyman. <laughs> and fucking Dennis Haysbert, <laughs> a.k.a. Pedro Serrano. <laughs> 
Also, yeah. the former president from 24. Yeah. Uh, David Palmer. A.K.A. the Allstate guy. <laughs> right. And also, Jen and Sylvia Soska. Right. Recently posted to their Instagram account that they are playing zombies in this movie. Yeah, and they kind of announced it by posting a picture of them as zombies. So Yeah, they said they like they had a base layer of makeup on and they were ready to get bloodied up. Mm-hmm. So they they were dressed like they were strippers, maybe? Yeah, they were dressed provocatively. Mm. Mm. Quite. Uh so I don't know. I'm still not convinced this is going to be any good. I mean, it's going to be fucking on Crackle, so I'll watch it, because it'll be free. Yeah. But, like, that that's not a good sign. No. If you're direct-to-free site. <laughs> but, uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, Crackle must be doing really well for themselves. Yeah, if they're getting I mean, these aren't exclusive like, stuff. Well, and also, I mean, these aren't huge names, but they're fairly well-known. Yeah. Um, I mean, fucking Pedro Serrano? Yeah, I mean, how'd they get him? Right? Um, So, I don't know. I gotta imagine there's gonna be a good amount of production value, at least. Yeah. But I just hope they don't go, like, sci-fi channel and just do a lot of CGI and not good CGI. That would be a disappointment. It would be a disappointment. Um, So, yeah. The Saskas, that was a curveball. I mean, they're... I mean, they're... They do acting, but they're predominantly directors. They mostly only act in their own movies. Yeah. Um, so... Plus, zombie twins, that's totally a ripoff of Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, because that's what people are going to think. That's what I'm going to think. <laughs> nobody's going to be sitting there thinking... No, nobody's going to see there, sit there and see them on the screen and think... Hey, that's Shaun of the Dead's thing. Nobody's going to say that. I'm going to say it. I'm going to invite you over to watch it just so I can say it to your face. In my face? Yep. And I'm going to spit while I talk. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, let's, Let's talk about something else. more about the Saskas. <laughs> um, in relation, sort of, <laughs> to our last story. Um, relation. That's funny. Thank you. Because A, the Saskas are twins. Get the fuck out of here, Annabelle. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Blowing up my screen with this giant ad. And because the Saskas want to make a movie... About the Wyatt family. Yeah, you're going to have to cover this one. We're not I... really related. Right. Uh, yeah, Tony has been out of the wrestling game for a while. Well. So I, I, don't really I said the wrestling game. I hope that's not trademarked, Max. Sorry. <laughs> but the Wyatt family, for those of you who don't know, like Tony, is this backwoods cult from Louisiana. And it's three guys. Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan, Luke Harper. And Bray Wyatt is probably the best mic worker 
in decades. He, he cuts these promos that are confusing, but like in all the right ways. His character is heavily influenced by um, uh, Cape Fear. Which is odd because um, Robert De Niro's character is from Florida in that character in that movie. Not Louisiana. Well, influenced by, not a direct ripoff of. Whatever, man. Um, but yeah, so me, I'm all on board for a Wyatt Family movie. I think it would be great. Um, I the the problem I see, and this could be news to wrestling fans, but. Rumor is that the the Wyatt family is breaking up. So I don't know that they would want to allow a movie immediately after the the group breaks up. Are they just disbanding, or are they being fired, or what? Um, the like Luke Harper is breaking off to become a singles wrestler, and then I, I think Eric Rowan is is doing the same. And then the the rumor is that um, this tag team from NXT. Ascension is going to be called up and Bray Wyatt is going to be their manager. I see. Well. Yeah, this originally started on the Sasuke's Twitter account where they posted, we want to make a Bray Wyatt film with the whole family so bad. Would you guys want to see that? And it got overwhelming support from their followers. And they've they've been telling people, if you want to see a Bray Wyatt movie, go see See No Evil 2. And so I can go to my bosses and say look how good this movie did let me make this movie Mm -hmm. whether or not that would actually work remains to be seen uh you know i love the saskas i mean they're they're sweet girls and so far they've made good movies um i mean i haven't seen see no evil 2 yet but i have to assume it's good um but i really think that they need to work on getting out from under WWE because WWE has a history of making absolute shit and it's going to come to a point I mean they did well with Oculus but then Leprechaun Origins was awful true and everything else that they've made was awful (laughs) Um, you didn't like the chaperone with Triple H do you think I actually saw that you think I actually saw that (laughs) no um so I mean I mean they've got See No Evil Two, then they've got Vendetta coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, those are both WWE films. It's I mean they're they're good directors. They make good movies, but it's going to come to a point where WWE is going to make them do something that makes the movie absolute shit. Um, so I really think they should not focus on this and work on getting out from under WWE and just do something of their own. Well, I agree with you. I do love this idea. And I would love to see, like I said, I would love to see a movie based on the Wyatts and just maybe like some backstory about how, you know, how Bray Wyatt became this cult leader. Mm -hmm. But we'll see if it ever happens. Yeah. I mean, this would be kind of a first taking a, a wrestling character and giving it like a fictionalized 
backstory, you know, history. Kind That's of a, true. An origin story of a wrestler. So, At least to this degree, to, to making it into a, a full-length movie. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, they've all had, you know, to, to an extent, they've all got backstories. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them fake. But <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm not going to hold my breath on it, but uh, I would like to see it happen. Mm-hmm. This is your story. You cover it. Well, you have an iPhone, right? I do have an iPhone. Have you played The Drowning? I have not. I'm not... I'm, I don't play games on my phone. Not like, even, like, Tetris or anything? I have... I don't even know if it's there anymore. I had one game on my phone. Well, okay, I guess I used to have two. I have one on my phone called Santa Dash, <laughs> which is basically just Santa sledding from rooftop to rooftop and you have to like time your jumps right or otherwise you run into things like ch- chimneys or piles of snow or things like that so yeah. it's like temple run with santa claus more or less yeah all right um and then i had another one called memento which was basically like a puzzle game where you played you were guy pierce and you had to figure out who john g was right um anyway uh anyways the drowning is an ios game uh despite the fact that tony has not played it it, uh, yeah, there are games that I have not played. Poppycock. <laughs> it is a mobile horror game. What the fuck was that? I pulled my headphones out. Oh. Um. And the news about the drowning is that it's actually going to be adapted into a movie. Mm-hmm. This is, as far as I know, the first time a mobile game has been adapted into a movie. To my knowledge, yeah. I mean, you've got Resident Evil, um, House of the Dead, video games that were adapted into movies, but this is the first yeah. mobile game. Yeah, and I mean, uh, to you know, to a lesser extent, uh, Dead Space, which was made into a, like uh, it was like an animated animated movie. Right? Yeah. Um, it's a survival game, but the plot of the movie is that it follows a deep-sea oil-drilling accident that causes ancient microorganisms to be released into the water supply of an island town off the Seattle coast. Hey, that's us! Hey, this sounds exactly like Dead Space, except it's not in space. There was oil drilling in Dead Space? They they were miners. Um, I don't remember exactly what they were mining. Um, But yeah, they basically were mining in space and released this these creatures and they basically just turned everything into monsters interesting all right so yeah it does sound very similar to that yep also sounds very like eco horror yeah very political uh it's being written by creighton rothenberger and katrin benedict you don't touch my tasty cakes Uh, who are the writers of Olympus Has Fallen and The Expendables 3, which are fairly big-name movies. Um, it's also being produced by Ted Field, Mike Weber, and Michael Napoli... Nap- hmm. Nap- it. <laughs> Sound it out! Napoli... I have... 
Napoleolio? Napoleolio? Napoleolio <laughs> of Radar Pictures. You gonna start drinking? Uh, a little bit. All right. Of uh, Radar Pictures, Tom Vandell and Jason Moskowitz are executive producing. Um, I'm gonna watch this trailer. Okay. We'll shut some dead air while you watch it. So it looks basically like a zombie game. They're just monsters. All right. So that could be interesting or it could be stupid. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, this this person that we pulled the article from um, that was writing it uh, said that, uh, just to give them credit, it is Adam Dodd on um, bloodydisgusting.com. <clears throat> he says that uh, after spending a couple hours in its monster-infested world, I decided that the drowning has a lot of style but lacks substance. At its core, it's a wave survival game with free-to-play mechanics that's light on story and heavy on mildly creepy creatures to shoot. So. That sounds like a terrible movie, then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll keep you up to date on that. Yeah, and if also it, I'd like to say that I actually misspoke about Dead Space. It's not about that. Well, I mean, it's somewhat like that, but it's different. All right. Without explaining the plot of Dead Space, I just say that I was wrong. All right. Moving on. Let me ask you something, Taylor. Okay. Are you a fan of cherry pie and creepy diners? This pie is so good, it is a crime. <laughs> Damn fine coffee. Um, so there is news floating about that Twin Peaks is returning to television, uh, specifically on the Showtime Network. Yeah, um, it originally started with David Lynch and Mark Frost, the creators, posting a somewhat cryptic notice on Twitter where they said, that gum you like is coming back into style. Hashtag damn fine coffee. Yep. Which is a line from the television program. Hey! Program. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know what's funny? In that same scene, 
I know this because I recently started rewatching all the old episodes. Mm. Uh, the Laura Palmer, the girl whose murder they're trying to solve, says to Agent Cooper that she will see him in 25 years. The show aired in 1990 and 91, ending in 91, and will come back in 2016, exactly 25 years later. It was like they planned this. That's intriguing. Right? Um, do you know what channel this was originally on? Wasn't this like CBS or something? Uh, I want to say USA. I don't know if USA is that old, is it? I really don't know. Look it up. Um, little fun fact. Uh, part of uh, Twin Peaks was actually filmed out here in the Seattle, well, the greater Seattle area, particularly in a town called North Bend, which is where my wife's from. Um, and that diner... The opening scene is Wenatchee Falls here in Washington. Right. The, uh, the opening credits. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, this, the town of Twin Peaks is actually like kind of an amalgamation of a bunch of different locations in Washington. Um, but the, the diner in particular was out in North Bend, and it's actually still there. So if you want to make a visit uh, when you're out here. Cause, it's like right off the highway, right? Hmm? Isn't it like right off the highway? Um, not really. Kind of got to drive into town. Okay. That's not where I'm thinking of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, this sh- anybody that hasn't watched the show, ABC. Ah. Uh, anybody that hasn't watched this show knows that it's uh very odd. It's, I mean, it's if from David Lynch. I mean, he gave you like shit like eraser eraser head. Yeah. yeah. Um. So just expect some weird shit. I mean, is is uh, Kyle McLaughlin coming back? Uh, that has not the been announced yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They, as far as I know, last I heard they were had not done any casting yet. Mm-hmm. Um, no word on if anyone is coming back. Have you seen Laura Flynn Boyle lately? Yeah, she looks like Ooh. hell. Too much plastic surgery. That's an understatement. Yeah, she um, looks like. I mean, to quote Rob Reiner, "You could blink your lips." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those who are unaware, Twin Peaks is about a small town called Twin Peaks. Well, that's where they got it. Hence the name. And uh, <laughs> oh, he said the title of the show, which is also the name of the town. <laughs> um, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's throwing me so far off here. Uh, where special agent uh, Doug? Oh, you know better than I would. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Doug Cooper. So FBI Special Agent Cooper gets called in to explore the murder um, of the girl whose name I just said five minutes ago. Laura Palmer. Forgot. Laura Palmer. <laughs> um, and yeah, like Tony said, it's fucking weird. Weird shit happens. Um, the At the beginning, it's very straightforward. Yeah. And then it just gets weirder and weirder. Yeah, it starts delving into, like, the personalities of the actual residents of Twin Peaks and just to find out there's some really weird, fucked up people and there. Everybody is fucking sketchy. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah, and... It, Everybody's he, got secrets. And, um... Dale, Dale Cooper. Dale. There you um, go. He actually... And almost, like, the more time he spends there, the weirder he gets. I mean, when he's, when it first starts out, he's fairly straight-laced, straight but... 
The more time he spends in Twin Peaks, the more he kind of falls into the town and, you know, gets weird himself. Yeah. So, yeah, this is coming back in 2016, like Tony said, on Showtime. Uh, no word yet, as far as I know, on... Oh, no, I take this back. Uh, nine episodes. Right. Um, so... Which is short even for a cable show. True. I mean, most... Like, kind of a standard length of a cable show series is, like, 10 to 13. Mm-hmm. So, nine is pretty short. Yeah, but this is... a. Uh... This is exciting. I'm looking forward to it. And I, I do hope they get at least Kyle McLaughlin back. Mm-hmm. Of course, I mean, he's looking a little rough around the edges himself. Well, I mean, he's got to be pushing 60. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I understand that. I just... Max met him. Really? Yeah, at Tully's. <laughs> Does he live around here? Or? Yeah, I think he lives in like Everett or something. Huh. I'll be damned. Did you ever see the uh, Dual Spires episode of Psych? Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> yeah, it was. The, I mean, it was awesome that they had a bunch of cast members from, yeah. from Twin Peaks in it. Um, yeah, <laughs> instead, of, instead of cherries, it's cinnamon. <laughs> like, because Twin Peaks, the, the whole town is just, it's all about cherries, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then Dual Spires. <laughs> it's all cinnamon. They're like a cinnamon festival. <laughs> Anyway, um, so yeah. Yeah, that's it right now. It's just the preliminary announcement, but uh, we'll let you know more. Pretty exciting. We'll let you know more when we know more. When we know it. Um, so we announced before that the movie Amityville, which we're both convinced is going to be awful. Amityville, The Awakening. Right. Um, we announced that it was uh, being delayed to an... Un- TBA. Yeah. There's no, there was no set, you know, re-announced release date. I mean, there was nothing set. Um, we've recently found out some some reasons behind that. If anybody cares, um, apparently that uh, and it goes beyond because it sucks, right? <laughs> um, which you know, apparently, uh, an anonymous source uh, has claimed that the studio held two separate screenings, and that the feedback was overwhel- quote overwhelmingly positive. So sure it was. <clears throat> well, I mean, you think of like the. They probably didn't get people like us in there. They no, probably they got a bunch of fat cats who were like, that'll sell. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, if they got normal people, you, it's like probably people like like our, you, like your girlfriend and my wife and, uh, you know, our parents and just the people that just like are casual horror watchers and probably not even really fans of like the original movie. Yeah. Um, But what they're claiming is that the issue was uh, with the ending, which has probably meant that it was too final. <laughs> <laughs> they needed to reshoot it so they could uh, probably make it more marketable for a sequel. Um, anyway, but yeah, it's apparently the Weinstein, uh, Weinstein executives ordered reshoots. Um, so 
There's also some additional photography taking place, and uh, the visual effects were taking were going to be like reassessed and, and probably touched up. So, um, yeah. And the problem is that Cameron Monaghan, who is in it, he he is off to um, shoot the new season of Shameless, mm-hmm. so he is unavailable at the moment. Yeah, and Shameless is a pretty popular show. Um, for those of you who don't watch it, and depending on his character, that it could turn into a recurring role. I mean, like something that, that goes for a while. So, um, but apparently the Weinsteins are still plan. Apparently, they plan to wrap things up by Thanksgiving time, and then uh, have it set for a mid to late summer release next year. So, um. I don't know, does this interest you anymore? Nope. Me neither. Um, that's it. So, moving on. So, a few episodes back... We reviewed The Purge Anarchy, and it was, uh... Not good. Not well received, should we say? It was... Shite? Dog shit. Apparently we're in the minority on this one. Right. Because they have decided that it warrants another sequel. How do these people get their jobs? I mean, really? Uh, Casting Couch? Casting Couch? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me while I open another beer. Oh, fuck me. Oh, you cock. Clean up on aisle, dickhead. According to Deadline, uh, Universal Pictures, Blumhouse Productions, and Platinum Dunes, our old friends... I still can't believe you made me watch this fucking movie. Look who's talking, Mr. Fucking Six Degrees of Evil. Or Six Degrees of Hell. What was it called? It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't. The fucking stupid Corey Feldman movie. But at least it wasn't Platinum Dunes. Anyway. Anyway, uh, they are teaming up with um, James DeMonaco, who is the writer and director of the first two Purge movies. Uh, actually, I take that back. Just... Oh no, both both of them. Okay, and they are working on the Purge three, subtitle TBD, something stupid. I'm sure. That's the subtitle right there. The Purge. Purge something, something stupid. stupid. Yep. Uh, Damonaco will write the script and probably direct it to save money. Mm-hmm. Because that's what Platinum Dudes likes likes to do. Sebastian Le Mercier. Jason Blum and Michael Bay and Brad Fuller will produce. Ugh. Um, so despite being terrible, the, fir- the Purge has actually been pretty successful. As a- Did you see the first one? No. Me neither. Uh, I wouldn't have seen either. <laughs> um, yeah. Aside from being terrible, apparently it's been really successful. Because like you mentioned, apparently we're the smart minority of people that don't like shit movies. The first one is is supposedly better. 
Uh, I very much doubt it. Unfortunately, neither of us can speak to that. So, unfortunately, well, better is relative. Yeah, uh, I mean, the concept. My point on the on the sequel still stands. The concept is stupid. It's it is. Un, it's unbelievable. I mean, and when you, when you when your big name is Ethan Hawke, really? Yeah. <laughs> um. Ah, fuck. Anyway, so. The, yeah, the, apparently the first one. I'm gonna guess the story on this one is that for one night everything is legal, and it'll follow a group of people trying to avoid getting murdered. That sounds like a fair assessment. <laughs> it'll be the exact same thing as the first two movies in a different setting, and who cares? Is that it? Do we need to say anything else? Can we well, on? I mean, like this blows these numbers blow me away. The two movies together had a combined budget of twelve million dollars, which is relatively low for, for yeah. especially for two movies. Yeah, The Purge grossed ninety-one million at worldwide box office, and The Purge Anarchy grossed almost one hundred and ten million. Fuck. And people, people gave money to these shitty movies. What the fuck? Yeah, don't go see The Purge 3, or else we're going to have a Purge 4. Yeah. Stop encouraging this behavior. This is a public service announcement. The more you know. Ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. Yeah, you guys are just perpetuating shitty movies, you know. Every time you see a bad one, that just means you, you tell studios, it's like, oh, well, people like this movie, we might as well make another one. Stop giving money to Michael Bay. Yeah. Mail shit to his house. Like, actual shit. Literally, yeah. Like, just... Just poop in a box and mail it to him. Yeah, poop. <laughs> poop. Uh, <laughs> um, That's good. Let's end on poop in a box. Yep. Wishing and hoping and thinking and praying, planning and dreaming each night. God damn it, Tony. I saw you put this on on the itinerary, and I was like, "Oh, it it better not be it, it." Well, it says Eli Roth gives an update on the Green Inferno, and I was like, "It better not be that the update is there's no update." Well, guess what? The update is there's no fucking update. Well, it kind of is. No, there's not. Fuck you. There's there sort of is. Fuck you. I want to see this movie so goddamn bad. I know you do, especially now. Yeah. Like, all this delay just makes it so much more anticipatory. Yeah. It's like your first girlfriend telling you that you're going to have sex eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she keeps giving you hand jobs and it's like this is pretty good, but you know what I really want. Yeah. Um but Eli Roth did an interview with Sports Talk Florida. Uh I guess he was promoting the first season of Hemlock Grove being released on DVD and Blu-ray. Did you say Sports uh, Talk? Yeah. I, whatever. All right. Um he did give an update on the Green Inferno. Because as we announced before, uh, its release date had been pulled. Um, not inexplicably. I mean, it seemed like there was a clash between the studio and the financier. Yeah, um, there's nothing wrong with the movie, though. Yeah. And this, I mean, like even Roth himself says that, you know, it's, it's this clash between the, the, movie, uh, the studio and the financier. And I just got caught up in the middle. Um which is absolutely true. Shut the fuck up. This was muted. How did that happen? Well, you fucked up. 
Oh, I turned it up to watch that trailer. Oh, you cock. Um. Anyway, so he was quoted as saying, and this is a long quote, so stick with me. I know I keep saying that, but it is actually the truth because I'm on the email chain. It was a bit of a sticky legal situation between the distributor and the finance, financier that got caught in the, that I got caught in the middle of, and there was several films that got caught in the caught in its wake. And the Green Inferno was the most high profile one, but everyone is actively working. I know there are con- conference calls about it this week to resolve it, and hopefully we'll hopefully we'll be able to resolve it and get an early. Everyone's trying to push for an early 2015 release. There's obviously no guarantees. There's no time to get it ready for 2014. All the slots are taken. But in early 2015, there's some room, and that's what we're all working on. So. Fingers crossed. Yeah, best case scenario, we can get in early next year. Uh, Unfortunately, what qualifies as early next year goes for like five months. (laughs) I would say probably first quarter, so I would say three months. Maybe. I mean, hopefully. But hopefully. We'll see. We will see. It's been raised upon your body and your soul. Total control. Plenty of teaching. You know that you're eating the cannibals. So, while we haven't seen Green Inferno, we're pretty sure... It's heavily influenced by the movie Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, it's almost. It seems like it's almost identical. And if you don't know Hannibal, Col- Hannibal Holocaust. Yep, that's the one. That's you've met him. Yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah, he's a teacher at the high school. Yep. <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust, on the other hand, is a very controversial movie because when it first came out, they ate a guy's dick. Yep. On screen. Nope. Just off camera. On screen. (laughs) It's off camera, on screen. (laughs) But no, it was actually very controversial because people thought that it was legit. Right. They thought these people were legitimately getting killed. And the uh, director actually was taking a trial. And he had to bring in the actors and say, look... Here they're they are, fine. Alive. But... The guy still has his dick. <laughs> Show him. <laughs> Whip it out. Come on. But they did kill animals on screen. Mm. Which makes this news very interesting in the fact that Cannibal Holocaust is returning to the big screen. Uh, it will be released by Grindhouse Releasing in select cities and it will not be released in Seattle. No, we got to drive down to Olympia. Fuck Olympia. <laughs> Careful. First Halloween, now Cannibal Holocaust. God damn it. And Taylor is getting up and walking away and leaving the building. I'm done. Not really. He's still here. Um, Olympia's not that far. We can make a trip out of it. Still, the Egyptian is right around the fucking corner. Right. But isn't it mostly closed? Oh, wait, never mind, we're not going. The 11th is on a Tuesday. It's on the 14th, bro. That's what I meant, the 14th. 
But Wait, no, I didn't. No, the fourteenth is a Friday, so we can go. All right. Well, if you want. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Uh, anyways, it's going to be in a, a handful of cities. <laughs> Some fucking places. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to count. <laughs> what am I, a fucking mathematician? What do I do? Some kind of math work <laughs> stuff? Sounds like a math magician. <laughs> if, you, if you want to know if it's coming to New York City, go to grindhousereleasing.com. It's right there on the front page in giant letters. Cannibal Holocaust back in theaters. Hey. So it says that too. Yeah. It says bitch. Um Yep. Not a lot of West Coast states. No, it's mostly like no LA. That's surprising. Yeah. No, it's mostly uh just uh East Coast and, and, and then a, a few like in the middle. And then Olympia, for some reason. Yeah. Interesting. At, at the Olympia Film Festival, a.k.a. off. Yep. So I'm wondering if, uh, if we're going to have those fucking PETA douchebags protesting this. Oh, I have no doubt. Especially because Olympia is like, mostly populated by dirty douchebag hippies. I said it. Anybody listening to Olympia, you know who you are. <laughs> Don't try to deny it. Um... Yeah, because of the turtle, mostly. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, really, doesn't the world have enough turtles? Yep. Yep, it does. I like turtles. <laughs> Tony <laughs> likes turtles, it's true. I've seen it. You've seen me like them a lot. Just standing there, liking them. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> you hear is Tony banging his head on his microphone because this next story <sighs> depressing we have to report on this I wish we didn't because it's stupid <laughs> <sighs> but we've already set the bar by talking about Ghostbusters 3 which probably is not going to be the title nope because it's not going to be a sequel nope it's going to be a reboot As we met, as we reported before, Paul Feig, the director of Bridesmaids, has been signed on to write and direct. He has brought on Katie Dippold, who is the sure <laughs> or Dip Old, I don't know. Dippold, she was the co-writer of the movie The Heat with Paul Feig. That's a movie with Sandra Bullock and. Melissa McCarthy. McCarthy. Also in Bridesmaids. Yep. Which means she's probably going to be in this. Yep. Because the all-female Ghostbusters crew has been confirmed by Paul Feig. Why? Uh, Why? Feig said that he wants the movie to be full of hilarious women. 
so, you know, no word on casting yet, but there are some potential names being kind of thrown around as uh, Muslim McCarthy. Now, wait, just before you get into that, I, I just want to specify these are not casting news, nor the even rumors. These are just suggestions that people have made. Right. And they're all bad. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, Emma Stone, Mindy Kaling, Emma Blunt, Amy Poehler. I mean Emily Blunt? That's what I said. Nope. Keep going. You bro Emma. So fuck you. <laughs> yeah, well, you said it, so. Shut up. Uh, Maya Rudolph and Weiss, Weiss Ritherspoon. Weiss Ritherspoon. <laughs> a little-known Reese Witherspoon impersonator. <laughs> she's huge in Vegas. She's, like, literally, she's 800 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but that face is just uncanny. She's got that chin. <laughs> <laughs> and that cute little demeanor. Uh, I don't want to see any of these people in this movie. You know who suggested Reese Witherspoon? Reese Witherspoon. Oh, God. This is going to be so bad. It is. And we've talked about it before, how, like, we don't have a problem with female Ghostbusters. I do. Really? Well, my problem is with having all female Ghostbusters. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like pandering. It's like, you, why not? Like, the whole original crew didn't have to be black. You had Ernie Hudson. He filled the black quota. (laughs) My issue is that I don't think there needs to be new Ghostbusters at all. Well, that's a big part of it, too. Yeah. The franchise doesn't need to be rebooted. No. Harold Ramis is dead, which that alone means you're not supposed to remake them. Second of all, Bill Murray wants no part in it. Dan Aykroyd is very clearly just trying to get money. And... Kind of Ernie Hudson is, too. <laughs> we'll get to Ernie Hudson in a minute. Yeah. But I want to start with a quote from Paul Feig. I love origin stories. That's my favorite thing. I love the first one so much, I don't want to do anything to ruin the memory of that. So just... Go ahead. So it just felt like, let's just restart it, because then we can have new dynamics. I want the technology to be even cooler. I want it to be really scary, and I want it to happen in our world today that hasn't gone through advertisement. It So it's like, oh my god, what's going on? You know what? Yeah, yeah. Tony has walked out. He is done. No more. But to quote Feige even further... Everything is up for grabs right now. Now, here's the part that really gets me. He was asked if any of the original Ghostbusters would make cameos. He said he would welcome them with open arms, but they would be in different roles now. So, if Dan Aykroyd decides to be in this movie since he is an executive producer on it, 
he would not play race dance. Are you fucking kidding me? Man, fuck you, Aykroyd. You piece of shit. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say that Ernie Hudson will not be in this. Because he was quoted as saying, I heard it was going to be a total reboot and that it would have nothing to do with the other two movies. If it has nothing to do with the other two movies and it's all female, then why are you calling it Ghostbusters? Thank you. I love females. I hope that if they go that way, at least they'll be funny. And if they're not funny, at least hopefully it'll be sexy. (laughs) Okay. Wait, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of including women. I think that's great. But all female, I think, would be a bad idea. I don't think the fans want to see that. Maybe it will come out and be the most amazing thing. It would be wrong to do another movie that didn't include the guys and that didn't include me. It didn't include my paycheck. Yeah, you kind of lost me at the end there, Ernie. Yeah. Uh, and when he said that if they're not funny, they should be sexy. It's like, wait, hold on. I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this went from bad to worse. Could this be good? No. Possibly? No, 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 Possibly. No. If, no, no. <laughs> if, if you just, like, get a lobotomy and remove the part of your brain that remembers that Ghostbusters exists. I don't think it'd be funny even then. Well, it might be, but it might not be. You know, um, when a really successful movie came out um, with an all-female cast, like um, <sighs> Bridesmaids, um who saw that movie? Women. Yeah. Do you think a lot of men saw it? You saw it. Because my wife I saw made it. me watch it. Well, yeah. That's true. Neither one of us probably would have seen it if it wasn't for no, being forced no, no, to. No, 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 um, So you know who's going to see this movie? Women. Yep. Uh, you know who's going to be angry about this movie? Everyone else. Yep. Uh, and that's like I I don't not just men like everyone else like men, dogs, birds, sasquatches like fucking just mm-hmm. yeah and uh, you know my wife hadn't even seen Ghostbusters before I met her what yeah you uh, married her well I told her like I remember when we were still dating I told her she was a prerequisite to, well I told her she had to buy the um. They had like a uh, Ghostbusters one and two like gift pack thing at the store, and I told her she had to buy it because it was essential for every movie collection. So she did, and she's seen both of them now. I don't know that she's a fan, um, but she'll probably see this, especially if it has Melissa McCarthy. It's it's. Like, especially if it has Melissa McCarthy, it's going to be a bunch of fat jokes and period jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch every movie that she's been in, she plays the same character in every single movie. Yep. <sighs> so, um, yeah, fuck this. Let's move on before we burn the house down. All right, well, then moving on, let's jump into a ad from another one of our wonderful Pod God brethren. Hey, hey, it's your old buddy M2J here. Where could you go to find the greatest podcast about pro wrestling? Why do the job? Tell us more about it, Denny. Well, that's right, M2J. You can find the best wrestling podcast in the f- 
Wrestling World at DTJWrestling.com. And, uh, we don't even we don't even talk like this, man. Yeah, man. Like we we don't we don't curse either. So probably. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we don't curse on our show. Well, anyway, as Denny was saying, yeah, DTJWrestling.com. You can find all about our podcast uh, information there, such as our Facebook, our Twitter, and all those other stuff. And we're on the PodGods Network, PodGodsNetwork.com. So come check us out if you like for wrestling. We usually stream every Tuesday night. What do we like to say, Denny? See you next Tuesday where we put wrestling over. Wasn't that delightful? Indeed. Check out uh, check out doing the job podcast for all you wrestling fans. It's uh, I've, I've listened to a handful of episodes and it, it's it's a good time. Mm-hmm. And now we jump into the line. Rock, Rock your, your body, body in time. time. No, no. Um, we're gonna do our reviews. This being Week of the Werewolf. Oh! Thank you, Taylor. Uh, our movies are two werewolf movies, more or less. Um, what do you want to do first? I don't give a shoot. Why do I have to keep picking? Why not? You never pick anything. Why mess with tradition? Because you're a twat. <laughs> Let's start with... Skinwalkers. <laughs> there is a gene that separates man from animal. Some are born without it. For thousands of years. There are some things in this world so frightening that we pretend they don't exist. They have lived among us. We call ourselves skinwalkers. Feeding on our flesh. They're addicted to blood. It's like drugs to an addict. Once you feed, you can't go back. For some, it is a curse. You've been living like this your whole life? We want the curse to end. They don't. Where's the child? They're dying for some kid they've never even seen. They have faith. Why do they want me? Because you're the only one who has the power to end the curse forever. For others, it is power. I am not human. We're better than that. Now, on the rise of the red moon. Something's going to happen. Something they can't allow. How do we keep my son safe? That kid has to die. A war will rage. Control. We need to move. Yeah. Of their kind. Join me. I'm nothing like you. Gotta go now. Half man. Half beast. Skinwalkers. Baby, you have no idea what you're missing. Are we just going to talk directly into our mics for the rest of the show? That's way too loud.
so no. <laughs> All right, so Skinwalkers is from 2006. It is directed by James Isaac and is written by James DeMonaco. Holy shit, we just said that name. Hey! He wrote The Purge. And now it comes around. Uh, and here's, I guess on IMDb it says, James DeMonaco, Todd Harthen, and others. It's like the uh, like fucking Gilligan's Island theme. Mm-hmm. And the rest. Because that other is James Roday, better known as Sean from Psych. Who is a surprisingly good writer. He, I know he's actually written a lot of episodes of Psych. Directed a few, too. Oh, really? Yeah. That I do not know. I know he is a huge horror fan. Yes. Yes, he is. So this movie is about skinwalkers. Which is another word for werewolves, yeah, more or less. It's, They're not really your traditional werewolves in that they change every night? I don't know. I That was something about this. Or was it just the red moon? I, I don't know. There was something about this movie that I, just, I didn't understand. Yeah, it was not clearly explained. But anyways, there's two kinds of skinwalkers. Ones who believe it's a curse, and ones who believe it's a gift. Right. And this movie centers on Timmy, or Tim, or, or Timothy. Timothy. <laughs> he is referred One to, of the three. He is referred to by all three in this movie. Mm-hmm. Who is the chosen one? He, once he turns 13... He's like Liu Kang. Liu Kang? Yeah. From Mortal Kombat? Yeah. He's the chosen one. Okay. Or, uh... Liu Kang wasn't 13... He was at one point. <laughs> Anakin Skywalker. All right. Harry Potter. No, fuck him. <laughs> Anyways, Timothy is 12 years old, and when he turns 13, he officially becomes the chosen one or something. Whatever. And he is going to stop the skinwalking. No more skinwalking. No more skinwalking. I'm putting my kibosh on the skinwalking. <laughs> I am the chosen one. I have decided. And I say, no more! <laughs> what was that? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't hit my mic. Tony just did the Nazi salute. No, I didn't! <laughs> Shut up! But, so anyways, so the, the ones who believe that the the lycanthropy is a gift want to kill Tim so that he cannot turn 13 and put the kibosh on the skinwalking meanwhile the ones who think it is a curse are trying to save Tim from the other ones so that he can put the kibosh on the skinwalking and they can stop the skinwalking (laughs) cause they don't like it I'm tired of all these motherfucking skinwalking (laughs) they don't like it it's not for them they would rather just avoid the whole situation. Right. Basically because when you become a werewolf, you have this insatiable thirst for human blood. Right. And they obviously don't want to go out and kill people to satiate this thirst. So they want it to be over. Meanwhile, Makes the, sense. <laughs> meanwhile, the, the other clan, they feel this incredible power by drinking human blood 
And so they, they obviously want to, to keep feeling that. Go figure. <laughs> it's, it's like a drug. Yeah. Uh, this movie, And it, it, just, I just say that like when they feed, they become overtaken by this insatiable bloodlust. They, they can't fight it. Right. It's interesting because it, you get the sensation that they are sentient as werewolves. They still have their thoughts. Yeah. Like they're still basically themselves. They still have their same personalities. They just have this incredible thirst for human blood. Right. So this movie is much more of kind of an action adventure yeah. than a horror. Yeah. I'm watching it and I'm thinking this isn't really a horror at all. Yeah. it's IMDb builds it as action, fantasy, horror, thriller. Sure. Yeah, I suppose in that order. But yeah, it's most like most of the people who die in this movie die from gunshots. Yeah, and it seems I mean in typical what you might consider just widely known werewolf lore, you have to kill you, to kill a werewolf, you either have to decapitate it or shoot it with a silver bullet. Mm-hmm. Um or I think you if you go back to like things like the Wolfman, you have to kill it with uh a like a sh- like a sharpened stake with a silver handle. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, so uh, the group of like the people who are with Tim, who are trying to save him, are led by his uncle Jonas, mm-hmm. played by Elias Coteas. As well as... A.K.A. Casey Jones. Yep. (laughs) With Um, a little less hair. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Quite a bit less hair, actually. As well as Catherine, played by Sarah Carter. And uh, Adam, played by Sean Roberts. Who are all werewolves, like I said. Mm -hmm. And then there's also Will, who is kind of their human confidant he's played by an actor named Tom Jackson which is not the name I would have expected because he looks like he's probably Native American a, a lot of Native Americans have like basically white guy sounding names <laughs> that's like a super common name Tom Jackson it's very plain yeah it sounds fake <laughs> anyway anyways and then there's the uh, the other group led by Varric Played by Jason Bear. Sonia, played by Natasha Mouth. Or Malfe, possibly. Um, and then Zoe, played by Kim Coates. Who was in the movie for like 10 minutes, if that. Zoe? Yeah. Zoe was in it until the very end. I'm pretty sure that was Sonia. Zoe is in. Like, he makes it to the warehouse thing at the end. Oh, wait, you know what? Sorry, I'm thinking of someone else. Oh. Never mind. I, you're thinking of the guy with the scar on his eye? No. I'm thinking of what seemed like she was kind of like the leader of of the the, the bad werewolves. <laughs> the bad skinwalkers. Um, she was in the story for, like I said, like between five and ten minutes. And then she was never seen again. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, yeah. What um, happened to her? I don't know. I kept thinking, like, because actually I started watching this um, last night, 
And I think I ended up passing out like halfway through the movie. But I remember thinking before I fell asleep, um, just like what happened to that other lady? And then I went back. I started from the beginning this morning. I watched all the way through. And yeah, she never shows up again. She's like, what the fuck? I wonder if almost... I completely forgot about her. Yeah. Um, I mean, I almost wonder if they were, like, anticipating a sequel or something. Interesting. No, Zoe's played by Kim Coates, who was in Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're basically just... One of them is trying to run most of the time from the other group. And, uh, and there's a big fight scene at the end. Yeah, and this whole movie, it seems like... It's uh, they, they've spent so much time keeping Tim or you know Timothy um, hidden and away from harm, and you know keeping his trying to keep his uh, anonymity. Um, but eventually, the the other group, the one that want to kill him, they find out who he is and where he is and so they track him down and so they're constantly on the run but it's like it's almost like the the group led by um jonas it's like they're not even attempting to fight back really it's more like they're just trying to keep going and run out the clock because yeah i don't know if you mentioned but it's they're like four days until this event happens until john or uh, timothy's first 13th birthday is it his birthday? Yeah. I thought it was just a particular moon. No, it's his birthday. Okay. I mean, I knew he had to be 13. Yeah, he just happens to turn 13 on the full moon. Right. Um, as I'm sure you mentioned, there's something special about Timothy. And something like some event happens on his, I guess, his 13th birthday. Um, they're really ambiguous about that, too. Do you notice that? Oh, yeah. He even says, like, once I turn 13, what am I supposed to do? And Jonas is like, I have no idea. Yeah. All they know is just, like, something's going to happen. Yeah. Don't really know what. <laughs> um, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God, I wish this movie was older so we could spoil it because there's things I want to talk about, particularly at the end. I find it interesting that the, the werewolves in this movie don't need a full moon to transform yeah and like like we said we, it's it's kind of unclear if they transform every night or if it's just because there's this red moon that happens for the four days up until the full moon and so it's it's unclear if it's just that's what's making them change or was if they in fact change every night was that a constant or was that just when the red moon yeah i mean was that Every month, or was that just when t- Tim's about to turn thirteen? It, I mean, it was it was definitely something new because the people in the town kept saying the moon looked really weird. Okay, so yeah, so I mean, like, when do these people actually turn into werewolves? That's not entirely clear. Yeah, and Jonas's group they they, they tie themselves down. Like, I don't know if it's every night or just when they know they're going to change, but they they have these contraptions that they strap themselves into. Yeah, they're just like almost like full body full body harnesses. Yeah. Which they're all, it's like they're all like bound by like leather straps and stuff. It's like I kind of think most werewolves at least in most movies could probably break through some leather straps. Probably. Yeah. It's probably wise to use like steel chains. True. 
or iron, whatever. Um, what did you think of the kid that played Timothy, actor by the name of Matthew Knight? He was a little over the top, I thought. I thought he was very good for his age. Yeah, sure. Um, like I thought, I thought he acted well beyond his his age. Yeah, I mean, there are people that just. I mean, the actor actually was twelve years old. Makes sense. Um, there, there are people that you know, like child actors that they act beyond their age, like um, like Dakota Fanning. She was always freakishly adult for her age, even when she was like six years old. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'd put this kid up there with her. No. Um, but he did act very mature, but at the same time, like I said, it was a little over the top at, at times, like he was acting just a little too dramatic. Sure. (laughs) But that, I think that's just probably a a lack of, uh, experience. Um, Yeah. So. Well, I... I gotta say that I, I didn't really find this movie all that interesting until the the final fight scene. I thought it was like you said, it was just a lot of running away yeah. from from the other clan. Yeah, and that they didn't fight back very much. Um, what did you think? Um. Yeah, I mean, like this. This was. Obviously, like you said, one of those movies where it's just not so much fighting, not a lot of action, more just running away. Yeah. Um, And that was really, I think, detrimental to the overall movie because it kind of sold itself as an action film, but there wasn't really a whole lot of action in it until, like like you said, until kind of like the final battle. Yeah, but like there's a couple gunfights, you know, like there's a scene in, in the hospital. Yeah, where, uh, um, uh, I already forgot his name. Valak, no, not Valak. That's hey, vampires. Yeah, Varric. Uh, Varric, um, his group infiltrates the hospital to try and get to Timmy because why was he in the hospital? He was having some kind of a attack. Oh, yeah, he has asthma or something. It's never really clearly defined what exactly he has, but he, he well, has... Well, it, it kind of is, but, I mean, that was something that I mentioned earlier, and then we cut it out because it was kind of a spoiler. So I can't... We can't really say exactly... Oh, that's what was causing the problems? That's what... Um, uh, what was the, the Indian's name? Um, something Jackson? Will. Will. Tom Jackson is the actor. Will is the character. Oh, right. Okay, Will. Um, he, I believe it was him that told um, Rachel what was happening, or like why or why it was happening. But um, aside from that, yeah, it doesn't really explain it much. Okay. But yeah, he was having some kind of breathing problem, so he mm-hmm. was in the hospital, and uh, Varric and his crew infiltrated the hospital and there was a shootout there but I mean it wasn't I don't know it wasn't that interesting no yeah this movie for appearing to be an action movie didn't have a lot of action 
Yeah. Like, all in all. And a couple things that I found interesting is, like, Varric and his group, is their, their main uh, plan, like, their end goal is to kill Timothy. Mm-hmm. And there are at least two points that I can think of just off the top of my head where there's two different characters who have a chance to do exactly that and don't because they're busy with someone else. Right. Like there's one part where Timothy and and his mom are in a cage and one of the vampires breaks through the top of the cage. Werewolves. Werewolves. (laughs) I wonder how many times you've said that. Everything is a vampire to me. (laughs) Zombies, werewolves, whatever. They're all vampires. It's all, you know, monsters, whatever. <laughs> Werewolf breaks through the top of the cage and is busy, like, holding the, the roof of the cage over Timothy's mom. Uh-huh. And Timothy's just sitting there in the corner. And they're just like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, he's making that noise. Because <laughs> he's jerking off, apparently. No, he's, like, uh, ever watched an anime cartoon? No, not really. Every time somebody's panicking, they just sit there and it's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Alright. But yeah, he's just sitting there by himself, exposed, vulnerable. His balls out. Wait, what? <laughs> you said it. <laughs> no, I didn't. You said he was exposed. That's not what I meant. Sure it isn't. We know you, Taylor. Um God, I wish I could talk about the ending. Yeah, sorry. Well, I mean I guess I could say there's like this kind of blowout battle between um, Jonas and Varric, who is it a spoiler to say who they are to each other? Mm, kind of. Okay, I don't know. But they have that kind of this big blowout battle and like it's like they're both all skinwalker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, all, they're, they're both like werewolves, which let me put that aside for a second. They're wolfed out. Yeah. Um, but put that aside for a second. I was actually surprised that they did like a full werewolf thing. Cause I was expecting them to be a little less um, kind of full makeup, you know, and prosthetics and stuff like that. A little, a little less. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess that's just the impression I got from when the movie came out. Um, we should say they, they, they're they more, like, Wolfman-esque. Yeah, I mean, they the look very they, much like like the original, like, Wolfman. Yeah, like, they're bipeds, and they have still kind of kind of a human face. Yeah. But, I mean, they have, like, the wolf nose and hair and yeah. everything. But, yeah, I expected a lot more, um, like, uh, on Supernatural, um, there are werewolves, um... There, I mean, there are three different kinds of like shapeshifters, and werewolves are one of them. But all three different kinds of shapeshifters they look relatively similar. But werewolves, basically, all they do is they kind of grow some extra hair, and they get fangs and claws. Aside from that, they look mostly human. They don't, they don't do like kind of the full transformation thing. Full frontal. Right. Um, anyway, so that's kind of what I was expecting. Just remembering when the trailers were out uh when this movie was new um that's just kind of what i expected but anyway back to this kind of final battle (coughs) excuse me um yeah jonas and uh varic they 
they're both like I said, like full werewolf, and they're kind of lining up against each other. <laughs> and it's almost I think like lightning strikes or something or thunder. Oh God, yeah, I know where you're going with this. That was so stupid. Yeah, it's like there's this little flash of like their human forms. Like it's just like very quick and like flashy, like a like a bolt of lightning. I found it so insulting. Yeah, because it was like, in case you're too stupid, yeah. this is this guy and this is this guy. Yeah, it's like just so we're clear. Right. It's like, oh, that's who they are. Okay. Oh, I fucking get it. Yeah. Like, I know who they are. It's like I've been watching the movie. I know. Um, but I thought that was just so stupid. Uh, and. Honestly, the final battle for for being the final battle, I thought it was kind of lackluster a little bit. Yeah, it didn't seem very intense. The way that it ended was kind of like, like that's it. Yeah, and it seemed very final. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, well, not not necessarily just final, but quick. Yeah, I mean, for these two main characters, for just to end the way it did, it was like, uh, well, okay. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, what did you think of the actual look of the werewolves? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um. Like I said, it was much more wolf man than like werewolf. But it did, they didn't turn into like they were. They were still more man than wolf. Mm-hmm. But I thought th- I thought the makeup was very good. Um. I did find it funny that all the men got like the accentuated rib cage. Mm-hmm. But the the female still had titties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she stayed very human, which I think is pretty standard. Unless you're, like, just doing, like, a full-out wolf transformation. Typically, the female of the... Pretty much any monster, really, stays more human and feminine than... And titties. And, and titties. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was actually done by Stan Winston Studios. Oh yeah, I wanted to make a point of that. Thank you for, for bringing that up. Yeah, which was, um, I mean, w- when you see that name, you know it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, although this this was a little less than I was expecting from them. Quality wise or quantity wise? Quality. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't really explain exactly what I was expecting. This just seemed to be underwhelming a little bit. There's not a lot of gore. There really isn't, no. Like, there's one scene where the werewolves attack, they, like, they go to this bar, and they attack the patrons of the bar. Yeah. But even then, like, a lot of it happens in the shadows, or even off camera, mm-hmm. so that you don't see a lot of just blood and guts right um man that radio's getting louder is it music now sounds like it anyway um it was uh the the makeup seemed like it was just kind of made for just general purposes and then like wasn't made for a particular person. Hmm. So, I mean, like, Varric in particular, his seemed very ill-fitting. Just because, I mean, you've got Jason Bear, who you guys would probably know from Roswell back in, like, the WB days. (laughs) 
um, he was like he he played uh, Varric, and he's like a, kind of a tiny guy. I mean, he's not. I mean, he looked like he may worked out a little bit for this role, but um, overall, he was pretty small. And so they put this big like like Taylor mentioned, like this chest piece on him to kind of give him like these accentuated ribs and like uh, you know like a, like a rib cage look, like what you might expect from a werewolf, I guess. And then this this face makeup with these like really raised, ridged um, cheekbones. And it's just all really ill-fitting for him because he's got this giant chest on him. And then he's got this tiny little head <laughs> with these big, huge cheekbones. It just looked really awkward, I thought. Huh, I didn't really notice. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, uh, Elias Coteus... His his makeup reminded me, I think, most of um, the Wolfman from you know the Universal days. Um, probably more so than anyone else. Uh, but his seemed like it worked out all right for him. But I just know uh, Jason Bear. <laughs> it just looked really weird. Interesting. I didn't notice. Well, it's a good thing I did, huh? That's why you're the effects guy. Yeah. That's why I am the effects guy. That's that's what they call you. They do call me that. Uh, I don't know. Anything else? Uh, I think I've, I've said all my piece. All right. Well, rating now. Five. <laughs> um, any explanation? Nope. All right. Um, I think I'll probably say four. It was a little less than okay. Uh, makeup was good. Story was lacking. Yeah. Other than that, whatever. Okay. Right. Move on. Inter- yeah. In the interest of saving time, we're moving on to Dog Soldiers. One of the most explosive, brutal, and purely enjoyable horror debuts since The Evil Dead. Genuinely frightening. Jaws, Aliens, and Predator with a werewolf twist. Absolutely brilliant. Exciting. I don't scare that easy. And funny. I'm sold. A horror film with fire. You what? Sarge! I'm in the closet! A bitch of a werewolf movie. My dad! Dog soldiers. It'll blow your house down. So, Dog Soldiers uh, is a movie that was released in 2002. Um, and something Spoilers I, ahead. Yeah. Uh, something I was not aware of was that it was actually released in the U.S. as a sci-fi channel movie. Yeah, probably the best sci-fi movie that I've ever... <laughs> yeah. Which isn't a high bar, mind you. No. <laughs> um, but, I mean, very little... Because what's second? Sharknado? <laughs> If you ask pretty much anyone else, I suppose. Um, 
Yeah, very little like CGI. It was just mostly practical effects, at least from what I could see. Appeared to be, yeah. Yeah, so that was that's always a positive. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a British film uh, set in Scotland. Um, and basically the premise is that <clears throat> some British soldiers are uh, dropped into the Scottish Highlands uh, for a training mission with a special ops unit. Um, obviously it's kind of like you know the, the the big bad special ops guys kind of teaching the the regular soldiers you know the ropes a little bit and they get dropped in and on not really their search but just kind of casually happen across the the captain of the special ops team um, is the captain <laughs> No, please, finish off my booze. <laughs> I'll leave it if you want me to leave it. Um, you find out that the special ops crew has just been decimated, um, picked apart, and left just in you know in literal pieces. And this captain, uh, Captain Ryan, he keeps making really vague... Like references to who actually attacked them, and he said that you know there was only supposed to be one, um, you know things of that nature, like Highlander, right? Because Scotland <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> only got one, you cocksucker. <laughs> so while trying to kind of patch up uh, Captain Ryan, <clears throat> a bunch of creatures kind of in in the shadows and you know they're in the middle of a forest basically and <laughs> you fucking dick <laughs> go on so they're trying to catch up patch up captain ryan and um so like these kind of figures these creatures from the shadows in, in these woods they start to uh kind of come down on them and start attacking them and they kind of scatter and try to run away and they happen out into this road where they're picked up by Megan who is a zoologist um, and they kind of make their way to this house out in just the middle of nowhere really like I think she says at one point that the nearest house is like 10 miles away or something yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, she, I think she says the only house within 10 miles is hers and she's there. Right, right. So they follow, or they, they go to this house and they kind of try to lock down a little bit. Little bit. Um, but these creatures that you obviously find to be werewolves start surrounding the house and trying to make their way in. Um, they attempt to get out to... Megan's car, um, but they find that it's been basically destroyed by werewolves or by by, by the werewolves, and <clears throat> so they basically just lock down the house and, and try to defend it from the inside. And throughout the movie, you know, they constantly give you like basically updates on what their ammo looks like, and you know, there's the kind of dire straits that they're in, um, and 
really, I mean, this whole movie, <laughs> it's almost like each, you know, the soldiers, they just kind of gradually get picked off by the werewolves. Uh, and that that's mainly like the whole story. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. This movie, similar to Skinwalker's, like, this movie is, is very clearly split into three acts. And the, the first act is very much just, this is who these soldiers are. And then the the second act is kind of introducing the werewolves and fighting off the werewolves. And then the third act is where shit goes nuts. Yeah, at one point you, you find out that Captain Ryan and his team, which I guess I should mention that um, Cooper... Who's like, I guess you say he's like kind of the main character almost. Yeah. Um, the beginning of the movie, it starts out with him out on a training mission or kind of an initiation almost with this special ops crew led by Captain Ryan. Right. And he basically succeeds with flying colors, but then at one point, Captain Ryan asks or tells him to shoot this dog, just this German Shepherd that they had with him. Tells him to shoot it in the head, and he refuses to do it. And so he basically just says, "All right, well, get him out of here. Send him back to his tr- his troop." Um. So he and his Captain Ryan have a bit of a history. Yeah, and Cooper is played by an actor named Kevin McKidd. And for probably an hour, I was like, "Where do I know that guy from?" <laughs> and then I went, "Oh God, damn it!" Fucking Grey's Anatomy. Yep. <laughs> um, I was mad that I knew that. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, actually his sergeant, Sergeant uh, uh, Sergeant Wells, is played by uh, Sean Pertwee, who is actually currently on the show Gotham. He plays Alfred. Oh. And interesting enough, he is actually the son of John Pertwee, who played the third Doctor on Doctor Who. That is not interesting at all. Fuck you. <laughs> Um, I thought you were going to say he was the son of someone that played Alfred in the past or something, but no, he was some fucking Doctor Who nerd shit. Fuck you. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, some shit happens. People die. Some guns. Some werewolves. Some guns go off. Some fucking werewolves. Some werewolves. Just like... Uh, <laughs> Oh, this is the when I wish we had video casts. <laughs> I wish you guys could see what Tony just did. <laughs> but the werewolves are actually these just these big fucking things. I mean, Some big fucking brontosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, they they've gotta be like ten feet tall. I don't know if they're that tall. I'd say maybe eight. Okay, excuse me. <laughs> That's Let's, a two-foot difference. That is significant. Does it really matter on a fucking movie? Okay, they're big fucking werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, no, I mean, if you take them... They're a little more wolf-like than the wolves in Skinwalkers. Yes, they are basically just wolves that stand on their, their bipeds. More or less, yeah. Um, and... It was really. There's this one scene where Captain Wells. He was actually attacked by one. Like had his 
belly slashed open and his guts were spilling out. And Cooper packed him back in and kind of patched him up. Um, and so he's upstairs in this house, just kind of passed out on the bed. And I don't know, this is like probably the only part of the movie that kind of creeped me out a little bit, is watching that werewolf crawl in through the movie, or through the um, um, window. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, just watching the kind of way he just like kind of stepped in and then extended and then he stood up. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, because like he creeped in like a person. Yeah. But then he just stood up and it was this giant fucking wolf. Yeah, and he, I mean, similar to how a wolf or you know any kind of dog would be, it's got that kind of backwards knee almost. Right, right. Um, and so it just... It's almost like watching, almost like watching a bug, I guess, or like like maybe like a spider. You know, just watching those long legs just extend and yeah. just like, Ugh. um. So that that was probably the only part of the movie that like really creeped me out. Um, another part thing, or another thing about the movie is that it happens a couple of times. They keep blowing up their cars. <laughs> I didn't understand that at all. Uh, there was one guy in there that he seemed like he knew cars fairly well. Was that Spoon? I think it was Spoon, yeah. Spoony? <laughs> yeah, Spoony Love. Um, he, well, I mean, I guess it didn't really delve into that too much, but Megan's car was wrecked somehow. I don't remember exactly what happens to it, but, um... She, or like, they, instead of trying to fix it. They blow it up. Yeah, they fucking shoot <laughs> a hole in, like, he lights a, uh, Cooper lights a, um, a flare, throws it on the ground, and then shoots the gas tank, so she <laughs> just blows the fucking thing up. And then later on, they luckily find that there's another car in the shed. So, they create this elaborate distraction so I like, guess Spoon can run out and kind of jumpstart it and get it going again. Because um, I think Megan said she didn't know where the keys were. Um, so yeah, she, he runs out and, and jumpstarts it and they try to take off in it. And f- to my recollection, there's nothing wrong with it. Aside from... Okay, well, yeah, fuck spoilers ahead. Um... Spoon actually gets killed in it. Like, he, I think he gets decapitated. Depacitated. Caffeinated. <laughs> um, and, yeah, there's a... He, he gets in, jump starts it, and there's a werewolf inside, and he gets killed. So they open it up, and his body and, and all the blood spills out. And But it's like, the car still fucking runs, at least to my knowledge. Yeah. So, but... I mean, you clearly see later that it still runs. Right. Yeah, yeah. But instead of trying to take off in the damn thing, they blow it up again. Well, because, um, what's her name? Megan. She tells him that there's all these werewolves in the barn. And so, so they're going to blow up the barn. And they decide the best way to do that is to drive the car into it and then like they leave a trail of gas and they light the trail of gas and it blows up the car 
That's dumb. It is dumb. <laughs> it's like, oh, the barn's full of werewolves. I'd be like, oh, that sucks. Yeah, sucks we're going to drive away and leave them here and not worry about it. Yeah, exactly. It's, oh, that sucks for the next person that comes by here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving. Um, of course, then you find out, spoilers, Megan was lying. And she is, in fact, a werewolf. And she lets, them, lets the werewolves in through the back door. And then she finally allows herself to change because apparently she can control it. Right. <laughs> and she's on her period. What a bitch. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that was relevant at all. She said it's that time of month or something. I don't know if it was just... A- I don't think she meant she was on her period. <laughs> I think she meant a full moon, you dumbass. <laughs> I kind of figured that. Yeah, but just the way she said it, it's like that's what she was implying. Like it was a double entendre or something. <laughs> She did say my favorite line, though. What? Where she says something on the lines of, you think all women are bitches, but I'm the real thing. That's <laughs> so dumb. Because bitch means female dog. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> Come on, that's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so... <laughs> One of my favorite things about this movie is that there's one guy throughout the entire movie who all he cares about is seeing the footy score. Right. And then at the very end, they show a newspaper, and it's like a little clip of Cooper, and it's like, werewolves ate my platoon, and then it pans out, and a giant headline, (laughs) England 5, Germany (laughs) 1. Which is a song by The Business. It's in Eurotrip. All right. <laughs> Wait a minute. There was a guy in this movie. There was a character in this movie named Bruce Campbell. There was? Apparently. Thomas Lockyer played Corporal Bruce Campbell. <laughs> that has to be a... Uh, um, Homage. Thank you. Okay, so I will say that a lot of this movie had trouble keeping my attention. Yeah. But the end is fucking epic. It is so huge <laughs> and just so much going on, and it is so fantastic, and I love it. <laughs> uh, you have to probably explain a little more to me. Pretty much everything once the wolves get in the house. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was very quick. Like, everything was just just happening, like, one thing happens, then another thing happens. Well, yeah, and it's like there's like wolves in every room and, yeah. and people in every room, and they're like going back and forth. And it's like this guy's doing this, and this guy's doing this, and it's all fucking awesome. <laughs> there's one guy who's fucking fist fighting with a werewolf, <laughs> and one guy who's fucking digging a tunnel through the walls, and one guy is fucking using a fucking uh, hairspray as a blowtorch, and right. it's all just awesome. <laughs> uh, um,. The uh, totally, yeah. <laughs> no, um. Oh, so yeah. I mean, another thing is you find out that these werewolves are actually a family that happen to live in the house that they're in. <laughs> yeah, uh, which was something that may have been nice to know before they went in. But Megan is a bitch, literally. literally. 
she's the real thing. Um, you know, for a final battle between good and evil. Yeah, technically, um, Cooper and Ryan, or Captain Ryan, who Ryan, as I mentioned, was injured by one of the wolves, and as you know, typical werewolf mythology, the virus is contracted through a bite or a scratch. He was slashed across the chest, so there you go. He turns into a werewolf, and then there's just kind of this final battle between him and Cooper. Um, and for so much buildup, with all that action going on in, inside the house, the final battle is kind of a letdown, I thought. Yeah. Like, it's supposed to be a callback to the opening scene, but it's, like, it's just so anticlimactic. Yeah. Um, Also, I... Sorry, something I forgot to mention with Skinwalkers was I liked how, when it was, like, dusk, their eyes would start to change. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was kind of like this, like, prelude to the transformation. Yeah, I kind of... It took me probably a couple transformations to catch on to that. Yeah. Neither one of these movies actually show a transformation. No. It's just kind of, they're human, and then they're off screen, and then they're werewolves. Yeah. I mean, there's a point in Dog Soldiers where Ryan, he's like kind of collapsed on the table a little bit, and he looks up, and he's got yellow eyes, and he's got fangs, or, you know, like sharp teeth, and I think he's got claws, maybe. Um, and then he just falls down behind the table and then he gets back up and he's like full werewolf. Um, and so there's things like that. There's like, obviously they do that kind of thing to save on budget. Sure. But I wish they wouldn't. Um, yeah, it was a little disappointing not seeing a transformation in either one. Right. Um, I mean, in Skinwalkers, they, Kinda did. You see one guy's eyes change. Well, that whole part. I mean, it's 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 like the transformation is shown in stages rather than like a fluid. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but there's even, no like American werewolf in London style transition, right? But I mean, you know, something like that's never going to be topped. Oh yeah, or I, just, not necessarily I topped, immediately but, went straight to the top, and right. you know, but. Um. What did you think of the werewolves in this? I thought they were fucking badass. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I found them to be very similar to the ones in, like, Underworld. Yeah. Which, honestly, those are probably going to be my pinnacle of werewolves for a while. <laughs> like, I don't think anybody's going to top those anytime soon, because those things were fucking amazing. <laughs> um. But these were very similar, except they're a little more lean. Um, they weren't quite as bulky and muscular. Yeah. Um, my only issue with them is they looked a lot like guys just wearing like these skin tight bodysuits and then wolf masks. I could see that. Um, not to say that it didn't look good. It just it looked a little awkward at times, and you know. In a horror movie, or, you know, something with monsters, particularly 
you know werewolves that really only come out at night um you kind of expect it to be nighttime through most of the movie but this movie was very dark like very low light like almost the entire movie um and because of that it was very difficult to see the werewolves and they didn't really seem to focus on them a whole lot um and i don't i don't really care for when movies do that just like they kind of dance around like a full image of their monster yeah um and it's usually to cover up something um deficiencies yeah and i think that was the case in this i mean close up like when they were doing like the the animatronics on the mask that looked pretty good but from a full scale like doing like a full body or even maybe just like torso up you could tell it was just just somebody wearing a mask yeah um so i don't know i guess i would have liked to see a little more in that aspect but for something that obviously it didn't premiere on it didn't premiere like on sci-fi globally yeah <laughs> this may for all i know have been a, a actual theater film in the uk um but for a tv movie here that was it was very well done as far as graphics go or you know not necessarily graphics but like um special effects makeup and animatronic stuff um yeah yeah so overall um overall i enjoyed it um for the most part obviously there are things that i would have changed but i mean that could be said for most movies um more titties. Well, yeah. Um, there but can always be more. <laughs> there weren't any in either movie. Wait, there weren't any in Skinwalkers? Uh, During that sex scene? They were alluded to. <laughs> but never actually seen. Oh, all right. If you want to see her tits, you have to go watch um, Blood Rain, The Third Reich. But I don't recommend watching that because it is bad. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, but overall, it was pretty well done, and I think I will probably give it a six. Okay. Um, for me, like I said, just the the first two-thirds of the movie had trouble keeping me engaged, but that last act is just fucking awesome in every way. (laughs) Just everything about it. I was just sitting there going, this is great. I love this. <laughs> um, but up until then was, was I don't want to say it was a struggle because that's going too far. But um, yeah, it didn't really keep me that engaged. So I think I'm going to say, I'm going to say seven. All right. Um. No, I'm just reading here that this movie was actually apparently ha- supposed to have a sequel. Oh? Yeah. But? Um, I guess the most recent news is that it's supposed to come out on December 20th, 2014. Really? Yeah. Uh, likely to be another sci-fi movie. 
Um, yeah, it sounds like this news goes all the way back to like 2004. Uh, the sequel is going to be called Dog Soldiers Fresh Meat. Um, looks like it kind of continues the story of uh, Cooper, who was picked up by an American team who we find out were the real opponents for the war games for Sergeant Wells' squad. Hmm. So is this being made by sci-fi? Uh, I don't know. Because if it is, it's probably going to be terrible. It's hard to say. But it's, it's interesting, though, is, um, let's see, I think it's David E. Allen um, said that uh, in the first film, it was a family who were the werewolves. In this one, it's an actual team of werewolves who are true military men. So even though they're now werewolves, they act like a trained military unit. Unit. Interesting. That could be real terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and honestly, that's kind of what I expected from this one, being that the name was Dog Soldiers. Yeah. Because uh, the soldiers are not the dogs. Yeah. I mean, aside from Ryan, uh, Captain Ryan, and then later Sergeant Wells, although he never actually transforms. That's something we didn't mention is that Captain or uh, Sergeant Wells, like you said, he had a slash, his belly slashed open, his guts are falling out, um, and he, they basically just kind of get crudely packed in, packed back in, and then he's basically patched up. But throughout the rest of the movie, he kind of gradually becomes more and more able-bodied, and it's not really addressed until almost the end of the movie, where he says. He's telling Cooper, he's like, I feel great. I feel fucking fantastic. And that's not good, is it? <laughs> um, so it's, you know, it was obviously clear that he had been afflicted. Um, anyway, so. So we'll keep an eye out for that, because that sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean, assuming they actually follow that um, that that storyline. Uh, I mean, what's his face? I mean, if it's supposed to come out in December of this year, I would assume it's just about done one would think but who knows how old that news is true i mean like this is here on wikipedia so it doesn't really have um a date of when that was first announced um but i mean you know kevin mckid this was before Grey's anatomy i'm pretty sure and now he's kind of got something going on there so i don't know if he'll go back to doing tv movies you know yeah (laughs) and i mean he was in um Percy Jackson, however long ago that was. I mean, it was a, kind of a bit role, but um, anyway, so he's, it seems like he's kind of moved on past movies like this, so they might have to change something from it being like a continuation of Cooper's story, but anyway. Interesting. Yeah, like Taylor said, we'll keep an eye on that, and maybe that could be a future review. And that is going to wrap it up for us here on week three of October Rama. Week of the Werewolf. Ow! Sorry. (laughs) Um, Hope you enjoyed it. I did. Not you. Nobody cares about you. You're looking right at me. I'm waiting for you to say something instead of fucking around with your goddamn tablet. This says Dog Soldiers Fresh Meat. Release date? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh. That's not a good sign. I don't know when that is. No one knows when that is. Tagline, Hungry for Seconds? Question mark? I see what they did. Um, yeah, this doesn't look like it's coming out anytime soon. Well, that's a boner. 
So yeah, we uh, we will see you next week for week of the monster. Bah. That's the monster noise right there. That was Make off sh- the cuff. Did you, could you tell? I, it sounded a little on the cuff, but it wasn't. <laughs> Uh, make sure you go to graveplotpodcast.com. Check out all the Grave Plot Podcast goodness. Buy yourself a shirt or some buttons or something. And We're going to have hoodies soon. Hoodies? Hoodies. Hoodies. No blowfish, just hoodies. Uh, hoodies. Zip up. The yep. classy kind. Yep. Not the dumb pull-over-your-head kind. Yep. So, uh... <laughs> You can get one of those for when it, when it gets chilly. Buy it. You buy now. You buy now. <laughs> <laughs> so, we will talk to you guys next week. Until then, I am Taylor of Terror. I am Skeletoni. This is the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all just a little dead inside. <laughs>